Welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host. And next to me, as always, per usual, Pastor Matt Van Breven. Hello, Matt. hello, hello. What's up, brother? The sky. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we start a show and we pretend like we weren't even talking pre-show? Like this is the first moment we've actually talked. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the that's the you know that's the shtick, man. That's what you're supposed to do. Like in, in, no, in the biz, we don't talk to each other. Well, yeah, in the show business, you know that's what that's what it is. There's no business like show business. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was watching this thing the other night, and um, it was just like Paul Rudd. Do you know who Paul Rudd is? Uh, yeah you know, Ant-Man or whatever. Yeah. He was, uh, he was laying out like his most like iconic roles or whatever. And he was, he was like, you know, I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but you have no idea how many scenes in those movies we just improved because we didn't, we didn't like the script or whatever. And yeah. we would just start throwing out our own conversation and they were like, yeah, that's better. And so it just became part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you'd think like, you'd think you'd get in trouble for that. Like, you know, you're, you're supposed to stick to the script and they're like, no, no, that was actually better. You well, guys, you guys are onto something. I know he wasn't, you know, an anchor man. Um, they said like ninety oh, yeah. percent of that movie was like ad libbed, and, and oh yeah, you know, it was all. Yeah, I like Paul Rudd; he's pretty funny. He's... Yeah, yeah. But... It all was right, all uh, improv. So did we? Wait, did we do a show last week? No, we didn't do a show last week because yeah. I You're I heading. was under the weather. Yes, that's right. Unfortunate. So, did you watch the Super Bowl by any chance? Uh no, that's a big that's a big pass. <laughs> really? Okay. It was a good game. Really? Why, really good why are you surprised? Why are you surprised that you're like, really? Like, what? Well, are, just, you're not You're not even an American. What? You know? No, <laughs> like, I just I just know what a big fan you are of the halftime shows at Super Bowl. I, that's the thing I that's the thing I go for is, you know, all the people trying to convince me to spend money on things that I don't need. Um, that's definitely what I'm there for. No, honestly, I just I kind of got turned off by the whole professional sports thing. So. I try not to, I try not to, you know, get too involved. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was younger, we used to do the whole thing. You know, we'd have, you know, Super Bowl parties, go to Super Bowl parties and celebrate teams that had absolutely nothing to do with the state that we live in because that's always the case here in Detroit. But nevertheless, you know, I just, when everything started to become so scripted, it just, it professional sports seemed to me, obviously full disclaimer um almost like professional wrestling <laughs> yeah, to be you know? quite honest if you go on tiktok right now i guarantee you 90 percent of the nfl stuff would say the exact they all think it's rigged they think the refs are you know bought and paid bought and paid for and owners and i don't see it i think they're actually playing games i do think there's horrible calls uh, all that stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, these guys have big egos, man, and they are playing to win. Um, I don't see anything nefarious out there at all. Now, when they were doing the whole kneeling, and I, I said, you know what? Screw you, NFL. I'm done. For two years, I didn't even watch a game. I got so mm -hmm. disgusted by it. But, you know, when they finally came back and just started playing the game, I was like, okay, cool. Because football is my jam, man. Like, that is my game. Love I'm with football. it it's it's i'm with it i played football sport. you know in high school middle school uh the only thing is you know one one commentary on uh 
on what you were saying about these guys with big egos. Those big egos come with really big checks, and people can be bought. Okay, well, people can be bought. Uh, it doesn't matter. You, now that's why I always thought college ball was way better than the NFL oh, yeah, because they haven't they haven't gotten to the point yet where well, they're getting they, their fat paychecks. Now they, they are. do get well, they do get paid, <laughs> but they're not officially in the yeah, show. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They're they're still considered like you know amateur football. Yeah. You know, and so they they really that's like gridiron football. They really put it out there. I mean, the thing is, okay, so here's the thing. So I went to I went to watch the Lions. Um, I met AC the last game that the Lions played, and um, you don't even understand. <laughs> like it was the Lions were absolutely crushing them as if they weren't even playing the game. Mm-hmm. The first two quarters, they were unstoppable. Defense, offense, they were unstoppable. I mean, we were in this place called Ireland's Pub, and it was so loud in there. I mean, it was just erupting. And then all of a sudden, the third quarter, they can't they can't make a pass. They can't stop anything. They f- forgot how to play football. I don't agree. I but. strongly don't agree. You, you can't tell me that you guys were playing pedigree for the first two quarters. Then you get a rest period. And when you come back, you can't make a conversion, nor can you stop, nor can you stop a ball. But Matt, that was their MO all year long. Third quarter was their, they, I don't know what it was. They would blow them out in the first half. Third quarter comes and they sucked. And then the fourth quarter, they turn it on halfway through. So that was kind of the whole season in a nutshell. So again, like if you watch the NFL in totality, and I did. I don't see anything that looks suspicious. Okay. I mean, there are some right. horrible calls at bad times. So if, if if there was anything being fixed, it would be the, on the referees. I don't think it's the players. Now, right, like Dallas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's always going to be somebody, right? There's going to be a player or two here or there that are throwing the game. I get it. Whatever. But it's not... It's not this like big league wide thing where they're just throwing games and, and the NFL's rigged. The whole like stupid thing with Taylor Swift, yeah, that is definitely <laughs> something Demonic. to get women to watch. Yeah, to get well, not only that, but just to get women to watch the game, whatever. Sure, yeah, so. why not? Yeah, I mean, make it for everybody. I understand. Yeah. I get it. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a you know, it's a money maker, man. It's 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 entertainment. That's what it is. It's yeah. you know, it, it's part of the entertainment industry. Dig one deeper. Said sports is a break. Heart fix. It's so sad. <laughs> okay, well, like, I get it. See, I get it. That's I get what it. I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Like a lot of people, I get it. I'm not gonna. I just haven't seen it personally. I and I've watched all of it. I've watched all of this stuff. I've watched all the TikTok videos on it. The guys, you know, that are supposedly the experts on it. I just don't see it. And and you know now look if you're talking about like boxing I remember watching boxing boxing was oh. totally rigged okay like I sure mean, pick was, on boxing yeah well I mean it was and UFC <laughs> I never really got into UFC that much so I don't know about UFC but I can tell you when I was watching boxing heavyweight fights especially seemed like they were rigged even even middleweight like I remember Tommy Hearns remember the Hitman oh yeah there was so many fights with the Hitman I'm like dude, this is rigged. Like this, this, it looked so fake, especially when he was fighting like Sugar Ray Leonard back in the day and stuff like that. So I don't know. Well, this is, that's, that's the thing. Listen. Okay. So what do they call the NFL? No professional football. What do they call major 
baseball, professional baseball, NBA, professional basketball. What do they call the WWE? Professional wrestling. Okay, I get it. But listen, listen, man. Look, okay, so Michelle said she gave up baseball in 2020 because of the wokeness. Look, when the whole woke thing was going on, I was done with all of it. I turned it completely (laughs) off, all that garbage. I I ain't putting up with woke garbage. But now that they've kind of eliminated the wokeness from most of it, there's still stupid stuff here and there, you know, mm-hmm. little sign or whatever, commercial or something. In the long run, I'm just like, just, I like talent. I like watching football because that, you have to, look, you played football. I played football a little bit. Like, Did, yeah. It takes talent to play that game. And, and you got to be tough. And I love sure. that, man. That, that's a man's sport right there, right? When it's played the right way. Hockey too. Like hockey's very similar. Like you just get beat up and these guys get up. When you watch the NBA, the guy like, you know, <laughs> has like a splinter in his like index finger and he's out for three weeks. Like it's a joke. Like how many times did you see LeBron go down? Oh, and he's crying, whining about a hamstring or something. Where in football, the guy's playing, you know, with a broken leg. Like it's just, I don't know. It's a when I was, uh, when I was working, we did the, the Pistons training facility when I was working, uh, doing the, the the cameras and the surveillance and access control, we did the Pistons training facility here, and that was the that was the year that we got Blake Griffin. Hmm. Okay, that dude never left the training facility, and he was probably the highest played player on our player on our team. He never yeah. left the training facility. He was always in he was always in the trainer's office, and I was like didn't we just pay like a ton of money for this dude to come play here he's they're always on the road and he's always yeah. here <laughs> like this dude's always here griffin was pretty good man that guy was good he lived up to the billing um i guess oh, dig, dig one deeper semi-pro rugby union sweet rugby yeah so yeah my, uh rugby now that's a man sport right there man holy yeah God. i'm pretty sure like someone dies like every year <laughs> And like playing rugby because those guys like they don't even have any protection they don't even have any pads mm-hmm. that's like soccer and football combined with no pads <laughs> it's like dude it's rough that is a rough sport my you know what's funny my cousin sarah played rugby and um she played for uh what college did she go to western Un- western michigan i think she went to so she played college rugby women's rugby i didn't even know there was such a thing and yeah. you know now she's she's a stunt woman and stuff too in Hollywood. But it was like crazy. Like man, they just like you think women would just be like kind of soft and just like push a little bit. No, man. easy disclaimer. It's, it is dirty. <laughs> it's so dirty. It's <laughs> my, good stuff. Uh, Adam, my niece played lacrosse. Uh, I didn't know anything about lacrosse, and my niece played lacrosse, and so I went to the lacrosse game, and I'm like. She just smacked her like they wear helmets, but she just smacked her in the face with the stick, and the ref's not calling that. <laughs> like that's okay. Apparently, it's completely fine. Oh, they just like, I mean, it's the same thing. They slide tackle each other. They do all sorts of stuff. It's a different. It's a different thing, man. It's a different thing. I Lacrosse mean, is pretty cool. When I was in high school, I was a wrestler. I was in wrestling. That was my deal. You know. Um, I played football just for conditioning because it was prior to the wrestling season. So I figured I could get my preconditioning in, uh, you know, all my running and things like that. But wrestling was my sport when I was in high school. And honestly, if you see the college wrestlers, if you ever watch those, they're absolute monsters. They're monsters. Beast. But check this out. So my nephew, he's in a senior of high school right now. He's going to the States 
this Friday. So he's on the big stage. Yep, made the states. So um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. He's got to win three matches to win the state title. That's the way it goes. I mean, so he made it through regions. He made it through. Yep. Well, he made it through districts. He made it through regionals. Yep. Yep. Made it to the finals. So we'll see what happens. He's been doing it for like four years. He's played football too and stuff. He's a big kid, man. He's he's not like heavy big. He's he's tall. He's like six one, six two. Um, but he's got a pretty athletic build on him, and he's so he's he's tall, so it's hard to like pin him down. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. Wishing him the best. Like I, I want to go. Yeah. It's Friday. I think that's a big deal match. for only being, for only being a fourth year wrestler. I wrestled for, I started wrestling when I was six. So yeah. by the time I got to high school, I was a force to be reckoned with, you know, I won freestyle States twice. Did you, you really? know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I never, I never got to go with uh, my high school though. Cause the politics, yeah. They always they they always set the you know put the seniors in place and things like that you know sometimes they'd let you wrestle off for like lower class tournaments but when it came to like you know state qualifiers and things like that they always let the other the upperclassmen go so you know and then my uh, my junior year I was actually wrestling in a tournament and my shoulder got dislocated and so after that it was like it wanted to just pop out all the time. So that kind of sucks, but you know what? Like the worst thing, I had a friend that was playing professional hockey. Remember the Quebec Nordiques? I think they turned into the uh, Colorado. Avalanche. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the. Yeah. I remember a Canadian yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, the, they were the, <laughs> the Quebec Nordiques. Nordiques. Yeah, they were like <laughs> what? What is a Nordique? I don't know. They turned into the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Whatever. But anyway, he got drafted by them. And he was a goon, so all he did was fight, man. He was—he never lost a fight ever. That's what was, I would do if I was, was on a hockey team. Yeah. And so he got drafted, but he blew out his knee like in the first or second game, and that was pretty much yeah. his career, man. It was over. So like just well, like yeah. that, it ended as fast as it started. That's why kids, you got to get your education. You can't—you can't put all your eggs in one basket. No. <laughs> like no. our coach has always told us that. Like, listen, your ability can only take you so far. So get yeah. your education, and that's why they wouldn't let us wrestle if we didn't keep a certain GPA. They were just like, nope, you're out of the match. You're not wrestling in the tournaments. And it's for that same reason, because if you get a full-ride scholarship to a you know to a school and then, heaven forbid, you get an injury right off the bat, you know, they'll take your ride and kick you out of school. Yeah, so I was I, never – I thought you I, wanted me. I thought you loved me. I never got into the wrestling thing. Not my thing. I no. was too – too like well first of all i was too skinny back then i mean i i was i'm six foot tall right now i go about 225 back then i was six foot 145 <laughs> so that wasn't gonna work let me just, <laughs> let me just tell you man. dude my freshman year i was 411 and i weighed 92 pounds you're, 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 you're talking to me about size <laughs> dude, i was i was i was i was a hobbit dude <laughs> like thank, thank god i shot up a foot in height and i put a i put on about 45 pounds and then i was like okay now i can actually handle my own before that i had i had the seniors trying to drag me into the locker room to shave my long hair because i was so small <laughs> man i used to have to go up in football also I'm, i was a split end right so wide receiver whatever. sure and so <laughs> We had these drills where you lay on your back, helmet to helmet, right? And then the coach oh, would yeah. blow the whistle, and you had to get up and then, like, face each other and tap up and in, yeah. Yeah. And so 
every time I had to go against the state wrestling champ. Okay, Jason. That's what I'm saying. He he outweighed me probably by oh man, fifty pounds at least. He was probably a little shorter than me though. That was the one thing. But he was built like man, dude. I had zero chance. He by the time he blew the whistle, he was already on his feet and had me pinned. I didn't even get oh, to yeah. my feet half the time. Well, that's part of that's part of wrestling is how quick how quick can you can you get up and out? I mean, escape is the escapes are like like when you start with a bottom position, your first goal is to get up. Get up yeah. as fast as you can. And that's with someone your weight class that's just about as strong yeah. as you holding you around the waist trying to keep you to the ground. It's funny because when I was in high school, uh, you're <laughs> you born with that beautiful beard. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't even know I had this thing. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> no, the funny story about the beard is I didn't even know I could grow a beard. I just worked in trades for a lot of years, and there's a handful of years ago where it was just really cold, and we were outside working, and I was like, I'm not shaving my face, and the next thing you know, I looked like Yukon Cornelius by the end of the winter. <laughs> My wife the whole time's like, what's going on with your face? You know, you need to do something about that. So I went back to like, no, basically no beard. And she's like, I didn't mean to shave it off. So now she loves this beard. Like, this is the way she, you know, she recognizes my face. I don't even know what you look like without a beard. I can send you some pictures. I looked amazing. (laughs) I look like I'm about, I look like I'm about 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm 42, but I looked like I was about 15. <laughs> dig, no, it's dig funny. One, dig one deeper yeah. said, uh, love you guys. We love you too, man. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, bet if you learn rugby union, you will fall in love with it. I bet I would, honestly. Like, I, It'd probably I be like, something I'd get into. I just like the tough sports, yeah. okay? Like, I, not the stuff where it's sissy stuff. Like, it's man's man's, right? You're pushing each other around. There's a little skirmish every now and then. Like, it's just like the blood's boiling. The, so are I you disrespecting competition. golf? Is that Listen, what you're doing? Are you disrespecting was, golf? You ever take a golf ball off the shin? That takes a real you. man not to cry. Let me just tell you. <laughs> like, I played <laughs> golf. I did play golf for a long time, okay? And, and not very well, by the way. Like AC, <laughs> AC's pretty much a, a scratch golfer. Like the guy's phenomenal. Yeah, I know. That wasn't me. I know, that guy I, golfs it, everywhere. But you hit that one good shot and it keeps you coming back the next time, right? But you're right. That's that's all mental. That's 100% mental. Then there's some physical, but I mean, it's mostly right here. You're fighting with this the whole game. And after, I don't know, 15 years of that, I said, you know what? I get this frustrated just living life. Why am I paying for it? <laughs> I'm paying a lot of money to do it. Like, it was enough. I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm done. I gave so it up. So team combat gloves off. Ooh. Team combat gloves off. Have you have you ever seen have you ever seen the 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 team MMA fights that they have in other countries? No. Where they yeah. literally have like four on four. They'll have four on four in one ring, like MMA. It's like a and street brawl. It, kind of yeah, but the sad part about it is like a lot of times they'll just double up on dudes. And then one dude will end up getting a beat down from like four guys. It's like, <laughs> this is like Can't the worst plan down. ever. They do it in like Russia, you know, like the guys were like, they like fight bears just for fun. You know, like they, like when they were kids, their father sent them out into the wilderness, like Mowgli from the jungle book. And it's like, go find a bear and don't come back until you wrestle it into submission. And then you get your, you know, Habib Namagamedos that, that are just, that's what yeah. they do. They just maul you, you know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm the whole sports thing. Like you know, I grew up. That's look, we didn't have all the video games they got now and Oculus and all these stupid things. Like we actually went out, played, got hurt, played while you were yeah. hurt. Like, that was just like it, it taught you a life lesson, right? I mean, you skin, sure. you get up, play again, skin the other one. Who cares? But it's like these kids now, they get pushed around. They want to just cry and you know and go hide in their bedroom or something or in mom's basement. It's like I don't know. We've turned into a wussified like society and that like sports i think sports teaches you a lot of things teaches you obviously sportsmanship teaches you um you know that there's discipline right sometimes we need discipline uh you it takes practice you don't just get to show up and think you're going to be good you know like it, it it's a lot of work man but it, it teaches sure. you life life lessons and working with others, right? I mean, when you get into the business world, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be working with other people for the most part. So yeah, a lot of times it's going to be people that you don't like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you learn you learn to tolerate. Joyful June, she's Joyful in the June house. Has joined the party. Yes. Oh, right on time. And I'm still looking for her. There we go. There it is. Good to see you, sis. Actually, Matt, me and Joyful June did the blender. Uh, when was it? Two Sundays ago, or was it? Man, I am losing track. It was two Sundays ago. Yes, we had a great time. We, I think, we did a marathon show. It was almost <laughs> June. What was it? Three hours we went. Three it's, hours, dude. Yeah, we we went. Come like, on, bro. An insane amount of time. It was fun though. We had a good time. She's, you know, she's got her own show, so she knows how to do this thing. And um, she's in the business. Know. She's in the industry. She's in the, she's in the biz. <laughs> right. <laughs> With us. <laughs> that's what it is yeah you know i mean we all you know all of us in show business you know yeah. we just we know the deal <laughs> we sign we ink that that deal with the devil <laughs> don't you speak that over me take that back i didn't make any deals with the d speaking uh, of speak did you see our show with with zach king two weeks ago on uh, last on rescue the fosters we had zach king the former this guy was, okay, this is the second time he's been on, but he was the one of the top 10 warlocks or wizards in the world. Sold out to Satan, just a reckless life, climbed the company ladder, so to speak, right, in the cult, got in, and he was the guy signing a lot of these like famous rock bands to deals, and they were literally penning it in their blood. And he said there was only two in, in over 1,200 bands that he had personally signed to, you know, record contracts. Only two of them didn't sign in blood. One was Metallica and the other one was U2. And I said, well, what does yeah. that mean? I said, how did they get famous then? He's like, he's like, well, I'm sure they, they signed with somebody else or did it another way. He says, they signed with somebody else's blood. They were like, I'm not giving you my blood. Hey, listen, they go over to one of the less famous bands. Like, listen, I'm going to need a vial of your blood and I'll let you come on my tour because I'm not signing with my own. That's just weird. Yeah. It's like you become like, like blood brothers. Like now we're, now we're now. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a scary thing to think about it because Dude, you made a you, blood covenant. Man. Let me just tell you, like that guy's got some stories. Okay, I mean, he's... I'm sure he does, man. He like, was down like with the six, devil. Oh, sick stuff. Like, I mean, like, he was... He would go to... Um, what's that place in California where all the rich elites go? Oh, my gosh, I just lost... Los that. Angeles? No, not, not Los Angeles. It's that... I. It's not in California. It's off the... Um, oh, my gosh. Help me out, chat. Help me out. Why can't I think of it? It's, a, it's, it's off a, the coast? Alex Jones went there. He snuck in a long time ago, and, and they were doing rituals and stuff there. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot the name of it. Whatever. Someone will help me out. 
anyway, he went there for like 10 years in a row. So he got to see like all the presidents, senators, right? All these people that go to this place and they have like rituals and pedophilia, like sick stuff. Oh, that sounds like a nice place. Yeah. But he's a Christian now. He turned turned his life over to God like, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. Um, I get that. But some things you see and you can't unsee. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I've seen some, I've seen some YouTube videos where I was like, you know, I could have lived my life without ever seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he's anyway, he's pretty cool, man. We've had him on a couple times and it's just weird. Like not weird, but it's, 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 it's an inside track to what really goes on to that in that side of the world, right. in the occult and all that and what they actually believe and everything. Bohemian Grove. Thank you. Joyful June. I knew June. Bohemian be. Grove. Yes. Wow. Was that like uh was that like, was that like a, Ad I don't know. Night. Was that a queen thing? <laughs> no, not Bohemian, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. No, uh, Bohemian Grove is like this place. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, that's where once a year the I'm, elites gather and they do sick stuff there. They have rituals and all kinds of weird stuff going on. It's only mostly men, 99% of uh, men. It's very satanic. It's uh, a sausage but, fest? <laughs> it's definitely a sausage fest. There's no doubt about uh, that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like a enjoyable time to me. All the no. things that you mentioned seem like I can do without. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a disgusting place. And it's all the, you know, your favorites I didn't, in this world. I, I didn't know about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, I... yeah. yeah, it's been it's been going on a long time. Alex Jones pretty much exposed it, like, gosh, that had to be at least 15 years ago. He, he took, it's private property. You can only get in by, like, invite. And he took, like, a canoe or something through the river and got in there and he was filming it and stuff. It's pretty famous. You could watch it. but um, He busted anyway, up in there. The Bohemian Grove, yeah. So Zach King, if you want to watch that show, go to my channel either here on the Foxhole or on Rumble, and you can scroll back about a week and a half, two weeks, and Zach King on a uh, Rescue the Fosters edition. Matt, I got so many shows, I forget the names of them sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you can attribute that to age, too. They're they're Grangino. I just turned a healthy 54. Thank you. 54 years young, people. You heard it here. (sighs) 54 yeah. baby depressing depressing i honestly yeah, it's that amazing day, on my birthday i was literally thinking i it, it's weird remember when you're a kid you couldn't wait for the birthday couldn't wait and then sure. when i was yeah, in my yeah. 20s it was still fun you know whatever you go out with your friends or something then you get married and it's like eh, okay it's whatever now like i noticed when i turned 50 i'd say my last four or five birthdays i was like i don't even care i wish it wasn't here I, and then I actually forgot once that it was my birthday. Like, and it's, it's like, it's not this special event to me. Like really, honestly, like I don't care about it. Like it's nice when someone says happy birthday. I appreciate that. But in the long run, it's like, who cares? I'm, I'm like old. Like I, it's just another. Yeah, you know, man. To, That's it. You're so old. Morbid, but I'm one year closer to death. Like I got, let's face it, Matt. I've got less. <laughs> one years more nail in the coffin. I've got less years on this side of fifty than I did the other side, <laughs> unless God gives me another, you know, I don't know, sixty years or something. Yeah. I don't want to be here another sixty years. The way the world's going. Well, you know, I mean, whatever. It's like Andrew's. Uh, Andrew's. She was saying to me, she was like, "How do we get into our forties?" And I was like, "We lived forty years. <laughs> like, that's how we got there. <laughs> one year after another." It's weird. How they it's just one foot in front of the other, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
I just th- I just look at birthdays as kind of like this thing. Like, look, I'm thankful that I'm alive and breathing, right? Of course. I mean, I'm always thankful. I mean, we're like we're Christian, so I give God the glory. Like, Lord, thank you. You gave me another day. I lived a reckless life for some of those years, <laughs> like just doing stupid stuff. I lived a reckless and, life for a lot of my years, more than I, I didn't. Matt, I just had another friend die three days ago, or it was uh, four days ago in a car accident. He lives up north. We in my immediate group of friends, this is crazy. Okay, we had about twenty of us that hung out all the time. Very close knit group. Nine of them are dead. Nine. He just Man. died. He he hit a tree. He lost control of his car. Didn't have a seatbelt on. Hit a patch of ice. Ran into a tree. And he's gone. Like that's how fast it could end. Dang, so wear like, your seatbelt, folks. Yeah, man. Holy and it's smoke. like, and it's like, holy crap! Like another one. Like, and that's just in my immediate group. My school, from like, I think it's from. I, we did the math one time. I think it's from the class of '86 to the class of '90. We're at like 110 people that are dead. Class of '86 to class of '90. I mean, you guys. I mean, well, you guys were like, you guys were like driving brontosaurus to school back then, right? <laughs> It was like the Fred Flintstone car. We had like just our bare, <laughs> bare feet. <laughs> I wasn't born until 1981, so I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> yeah. In the yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad about your friend, though. Yeah. I kind of get, Thank I kind of get the same, I kind of get the same updates. Uh, you know, every every now and again, you know, it's like people that you haven't talked to in 20 years, and all of a sudden you just you see a eulogy or someone that still happens to be in contact with them, kind of passes along the information on the old interweb and you're like oh man <laughs> you, Honestly, you know. that's all facebook's about is like find someone's birthday and when they die like honestly it's the most depressing thing ever like i don't even i thought it was about monitoring everything that you do i thought it was about you know another system that's put in place so that they can they can look like into what? your lives yeah yeah man for sure dude you know and the, you, know, you know the other thing is I have, I've had a lot of friends that I had from, you know, when we were younger, even like you were saying, my, my direct group that have passed away. But then I've also had some friends where it was like, wow, I never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. I never saw that coming for you. Like Holy com- smokes. Like a, you mean like a complete 180? Uh, yeah. I mean, both good and bad on like opposite, yeah. extreme, opposite extremes, you know, like when we were, when we were kids, there was this kid that moved from, he moved from Los Angeles and he was uh he was he was filipino and he was like he grew up in like i don't know i guess the hood in los angeles and so when he came to east detroit michigan he was like a clear standout because i mean he had the full on like one button you know <laughs> yeah. the whole deal you know and, and he talked you know he had like this whole deal like cuz i guess i guess the asian community and the hispanic community they kind of link up there you know like and so they, they become part of the same community because I guess when you go into the, those areas that are, you know, really urban and, you know, there's a, there's a lack of resources there, they're, they're kind of like against each other. And so you try and find allies. And so he was like, I think they call them like Chinos, you know, he was like, we call them the Filipino Chino. And he, he, uh, it's funny. We, we named him, we gave him the, the nickname Bamboo. And he hated it at first. That's just us being stupid kids. But eventually, like, he was like, no, that's me. And he had it, like, across his, like, windshield of his hatchback Civic and all this stuff. You know, it was like he embraced it at that point. 
I ran into him literally probably 15 years out of high school and he's like, Hey, how you doing? It's nice. It's nice to see you again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nuclear physicist. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? What you do nuclear medicine? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> like, uh, holy dude, smokes. Isn't that crazy when that happened? Like my, my congratulations, sister, dude. My, my youngest sister was dating this guy. He, his nickname was Weedy. Okay, you can figure out the rest. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, not, yeah. the wrong crowd. And she was with it. She fell in love, you know, all this stuff. This is way back in the day. And so I'm her older brother. I'm like, stay away from him. Like, literally get away from him. And my other brother was like beating him, like wanted to beat him up. <laughs> and so it's like, we're like, just, just stay away. You guys from are him. gatekeeping. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> anyway, fast forward. I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. He's a brain surgeon. <laughs> See, even, that's what you get, man. The heart wants what the heart wants, Gino. Yeah. She could have been married to a brain surgeon yep. and funding your business. <laughs> that's what you get. Tell your brother to beat him up now. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so there's that. But, you know, I've had... It is, I know what you're saying. Like, you, you see people... There's some people you just know the track they're on. <laughs> like, it's not looking good, and it stays on that track. We have an annual fair that we go to ironically called the sausage fest <laughs> that's what it's called <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> attend <laughs> like i wouldn't attend just for the name just for the principle Wait, alone <laughs> i didn't buy the green day album back in the day their first album was called dookie and i didn't buy dookie. it because we had a one of our good buddies brother he was like very flamboyant we'll say and they all called him dookie and so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't buy this album just because it's yeah. called Duke. Well, the this, sausage this, fest. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, I mean, we, it's like a, a reunion. I mean, every year I've been going there forever. So anyway. Is it all dudes? No, it's not. But it, it's, this is the <laughs> surprise. There are people like it literally looks, I can think of like 11th grade, the hallway at my school that I went to, and it looks the same. <laughs> it's like the same je jean jacket, the same patches. Like, I'm like, wait a minute, what year am I in right now? It's like old crazy. school. Yeah. I have, they do have that great movie? sausage, Joyful June. They do. <laughs> they have this, this is what's cool. So it's, it's got all these different uh, ethnicity, um, like tents, not tents, but like buffets, I guess you call them. So one's Sweet. Italian, they have um, Polish, they have German. What's the other one? There's like four or five of them. I can't remember. Mexican, I think. It's amazing. Like, and, and you know, they have a big beer tent. Everybody hangs out there. They have gamble. They have like a um, gambling thing inside in the church, ironically. <laughs> it's like, it's a Catholic church. Um, so it's just becomes, it's this reunion. I mean, we've been going there since I was like, gosh, probably 15. I don't know, whatever. So, you know, I missed the last couple, unfortunately, but it's just, I just go to see my friends because I haven't seen them, you know, since the last time I was there. So it's, it's a good time. We stay out till about three, four in the morning, go eat after and stuff. Just laugh about the go old Go to times. White Castle. White. No, we end up, uh, usually we end up going to um, Coney Island. There's a Coney Island over there. So I see. I see. But, yeah. It's a good Hit time. up the old crew and you're like, come on guys, everybody yeah. meet me at the sausage fest. <laughs> you know, you want to hear something funny? <laughs> I, this actually happened three years ago. <laughs> I'm on Facebook and I never, I mean, I'm telling you, I rarely post anything on Facebook, but the, the, <laughs> the sausage fest was coming up 
And it's actually called St. Anne's Sausage Fest. That's what it's called. And so I not thinking on when I was posting, I put, hey, does anybody <laughs> does anybody want to go with me to the sausage fest? yes those are classic that's a classic dad move and julie my wife she's like this is like and i and let me just tell you you should you should have saw the comments and my wife is like um did you think that one through honestly just for the hilarity factor i probably would have put that post up there just because i'm that kind of a guy I sometimes I sometimes I drop little comments and like I'm I'm in a bunch of groups like obviously I you know I I'm building a hot sauce company and so I'm in a lot of hot sauce lovers groups and so occasionally I'll just throw like a troll comment in there to just to see where it goes <laughs> you know I don't know why I do it but <laughs> it's just I don't know it's kind of exciting yeah you know yeah I, uh, of sausage, I, you know, regr- a- I regretted that one instantly let me just tell you <laughs> Well, there's a market. There's a market over here that uh, our our hot sauces are sold in, and they make all their in-home sausage, and uh, they're gonna make one with one of my hot sauces. So that's kind of that's kind of exciting. Sweet. Yeah. Speaking of your hot sauce, well, why don't we just go over to the website right now so everybody can see it? Matt has become a success. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? <laughs> Who's the sausage king of Chicago in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? What's his name? Um, Joyful June. You're gonna know this one. She'll she'll know. I can't think of his name. So, the sausage king of Chicago and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We'll see that in a second. I mean, okay, we so can always hit the Google for it because Google could, knows but, all. But we've got Joyful June. We don't need Google. Yeah, she's the Google. She's the Google yeah. on the thread. Yes, exactly. All right. So here's Matt's website. If y'all want to go get some hot sauce, HeatStreetDetroit.com. Yep, and Matt, go ahead and uh, share which hot sauces you have available currently. I know you're working on some. Uh, I am working on some more. No, we got a we got a pineapple habanero. We have a Michigan cherry habanero. And we have a honey roasted habanero. You know, they're all naturally made. Uh, you know, everything is fresh ingredients. We use nothing nothing fake, nothing flaked, nothing frozen. It's all the real deal. Real fruits, real veggies from farm to your table. So I'm pretty, I'm Abe, pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Abe Froman. Abe Froman. See, now I know. Thank okay. You. Now it rings a bell in my head. Now, now it rings a bell in my head. Yes. Abe Froman. Abe anyway, Froman, the sausage so, king. So we've discussed this many times, Matt, about your hot sauce. Yeah. Oops. Delicious, by the way unfortunately a little too hot for my liking i tried yeah. one one little ketchup's taste too almost, spicy for gino yeah almost burned my tongue out of my mouth but he's <laughs> he's working on one especially for me so I yeah can't wait yeah to taste. it's called ketchup that's what he <laughs> it's called ketchup yeah yeah i'm making i'm making gino's ketchup yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely oh man all right. Well, what do you say we actually get on with the show? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Come on, talk to me. Where's my yeah, producers? Matt, get the production team in here. June makes a good point. You should bring the sauce to the sausage fest. You would make a killing there. <laughs> Honestly, those are people that would buy it in a heartbeat. I guarantee it. The sausage yeah. lovers? Yeah, oh, yeah. They would. They, they would want just, the, the sausage yeah. lovers want the yes. sauce, just to be yes. clear here. All right. We're going. <laughs> All right. I'm just. Right. I'm going to leave that one there and walk away. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably a good thing. Okay, so the reason I had brought up the Super Bowl before, I mean, I know it's been a couple weeks, three weeks, whatever, was there's this church in Ohio, and I don't know if you've seen this yet. I think it was Cincinnati. Not sure. And it's called um, Crossroads Church. Okay. Now, Matt, on the blender, Michael and I talk about this quite a bit, like the woke church and progressive Christianity and churchianity and all this garbage, right? That's not real. <laughs> I don't know this church well enough to make a distinguished, like distinguishing, like I don't want to just be cut and dry. I don't want to say they're a horrible church. Don't ever go there. They might be the best church ever. They just made some poor choices. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. But yeah, yeah. What, what you're about to see is just, I can't even believe this was at a church. And it's a mega church, by the way. It's, I don't know. I think they have 15,000 people or something that attend. Oh, there's a couple um, there. They can fill but, a couple football teams. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't find just a direct clip like linked from their church. So I'm, this is Isaiah, Isaiah Saldivar. So he kind of explained some of this. So I'm going to try to skip through what he says. Although he's had some really good points. You go watch his channel. But um, I'm going to go ahead and play the videos from what actually happened on super bowl sunday at that church let's <laughs> go let's go absolutely insane like you won't i don't even know if you'll believe it or not so let me see oops okay uh do that buckle up we're gonna watch the video here of the bible getting punted off the stage and yeah we, we're calling this church which this is just as crazy this is one of the crazy things i've ever seen in church patterson back with the kick I didn't want nothing to do with life oh, no more. Meet Lucero, a person whose vibrant spirit oh, was thinned by dental yeah. challenge. <laughs> In each quarter, preachers will be given a random... So this is the service. This is literally the church service. Guys, how far are we from the book of Acts? How far are we from the biblical church in the Bible that now we have to do this to get people to come to church? It's fine to do entertainment, but don't call it church. Don't call it church because that's not the purpose of a church. But let, let's just watch. Phrase that they must effectively work into their message. And my understanding is these are completely random. They have never seen them before. Seriously. You know what's well, more? hey, folks, time to meet our players. Let's head. This is literally the church service. Down to the field for today's starting lineups. The myth. The legend. This is so Brian Talk about American church and Matt. I don't know how much money they spent on that stage show there, <laughs> but you think that might okay. help some homeless people in the neighborhood? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, geez, and, that's, and a, we wonder, that's a pretty fancy setup. And we wonder why the world laughs at the church. Maybe because uh, of this. Incorporated. I'm guessing that's the pastor. For Team Mingo! Do you guys think this is what Jesus was thinking about? When, and I'm not trying to be hard on them, but I'm just wondering, is this what he's thinking about when he said, I'm going to build a church and the gates of hell will not prevail against them? No, I don't think so. So we're going to get ready to see the Bible punted here in a second. But wait, there's more. We'll just call it when it lands. Call it in the air. Tails! What I'll be kicking. It, uh... Yeah, let's just go with tails. Would you like to kick These or receive pastors. the Bible? I will receive. Tom wins the toss, chooses to receive the Bible. No. Patterson back with the no. kick. No.
No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my Kicks goodness. the Bible oh. off the stage. Again, at what point do someone say, you probably shouldn't do this? Like, I don't understand how this got cleared through all of your staff. And I know people from this church will watch. There's 35,000 people from this church. I'm sure they'll watch this video. Like, when do you go to your pastor and say, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. This is God's holy word. In contrast, in contrast, I want to show you another video. Just to contrast. Matt, what are your thoughts on punting the Bible? Um... <laughs> Uh, I never, and by the way, that's a sentence I thought I would never speak, but I just did. That's why I'm trying to process it. I'm trying to process even that, even that question. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, you know, you have to wonder because how full that room is. Did anyone catch the Bible to the face because she kicked it right at him? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, that's it like gives, getting, getting gives, Bible thumped. I was just going to say, it gives a new, <laughs> new meaning to Bible thumper. <laughs> I mean... Oh, gosh, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. I, I just, I, I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't like he said, okay. I don't get why it got through so many channels and everyone was like, yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> like what? This like, is I, a great idea. Matt, okay. I can tell, sure. tell you, I guarantee you at resting place when there's 15 of us there on a good night right now. I no guarantee you, the Bible. The first person would say that's not a good idea. The first person, yeah. you wouldn't even have to go through thirty-five thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's probably not a good idea to to kick your Bible across the room. Mm. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah. Who even came up with it? Who th did they have like a staff meeting, or else the elders? Right? We, we're calling the elders into to fast and pray. No, there was no elders Should... involved in that church. There's no elders involved in that church. <laughs> that's a, that's all. Those that's all. That's all youngins. That's all youngins that have that idea. They're like, no, trust us. This is going to be good. <laughs> this is TikTok. <laughs> right, exactly. We're going to go viral. He said they have 35,000 followers. Uh -huh. yeah. 35,000 followers. And one of them caught a Bible to the face because the that lady kicked it at him. Perfect. All right, let's see. Where Amazing. Let's then see we'll come back to this video. Let's see the person in the This is in China. In face. So that's American Church Incorporated. This is the Underground Church of China getting Bibles for the first time. Watch this. This is the first time getting a Bible. They're fighting over the Bibles. Look at kissing the Bible. This is in China, the Underground Church. Kissing the Bible, crying. Look at them kissing the Bibles. They're so excited to have a holy Bible. You guys see, do you guys see where we're off here in the American church? Let me know in the comments right now if you see where we're off here in the American church. Crying, kissing the Bible. This is what we need the most. Literally crying. So just touching. They're kissing their Bibles, they're crying. And then in contrast, you have the opposite with people literally punting the Bible. Like, unbelievable. Okay, here we go. Now, it's going to get worse. You thought it was bad there. Did we finish that video? Yeah, we, we finished it. Touchback? Can you yeah, even okay. get a touchback? First time in 18 years. Okay, so they punt the Bible. It's just, to me, it's just, okay, it's going to get worse. That is their. Okay, this right here. 
like this is is that a miley cyrus reference yes it is it's the wrecking ball and it's the pastor Mm. of the church this is the lead pastor of the church this is unbelievable this is so cringe i can't i don't even know what to it's i'm speechless on cincinnati pastor on a wrecking ball if you own a gun then just buying concealed carry insurance (laughs) isn't enough to be prepared go ahead just uh yes i never thought i would say that sentence their pastor on a wrecking ball trying to be like miley cyrus from years ago in the super bowl let's watch this that's the pastor 2024 super bowl of preaching halftime show lord we need a revival in the church god help us the super bowl of preaching y'all ready for this all right i need everybody on your feet right now Oh, what are we doing? Okay, so this is the worship. Let's let's see. Surely the worship's not gonna have any secular songs, right? Let's go. What? Usher? Shorty got what? Let's look at let's look at the lyrics to this song. Let's look at the lyrics to the song. This is the song they're singing. Shoddy, is that shoddy? Got down low, she said, come and get me. She just sang that in church. I got so cut up, I forgot she told me, yeah, yeah. Her and my girl used to be best of homies. Yeah, next thing I knew, she was all bomby screaming. Yeah, this is what they're singing. So don't, don't justify. Don't justify. Oh, it's just brother. They're just trying to have fun in church. Get out with all that lukewarmness. Chat, am I crazy? Let me know. Am I the one? I don't think I'm the I'm not the one. There's no way I'm the one. She's all up on in my head now. Got me thinking I might be good. Take her with me. This is what they're singing. This is what they're singing in this church. Wow. All right. Here we go. Let's keep watching. Don't copyright me either. I got to keep pausing. It's just like watching a, a, a five-car pileup. It just gets worse and worse. I'm sure this is probably some demonic old rock song. Miley Cyrus song. I have the lyrics, but I'm not even going to go to them. You guys already know. I don't even need to go to the lyrics. You know what they're saying. This is the pastor. This is the pastor. The shepherd over the flock. He's in a referee outfit on a wrecking ball singing Miley Cyrus. I'm not trying to be rude to this pastor. This is not the guy you want leading you. This is not the guy you want going to God and getting a word, a fresh word. Matt, do you agree with Isaiah? Is this the guy you want leading your church or not? Uh, I don't know that that's a guy that I want leading like my my fantasy football team, let alone well, let my me, church. Let me ask you this. I mean, you recently become a pastor yourself. You went through the course, did the whole thing. Did, did, was Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball anywhere in the, uh, you know, learning process there? No, no, hmm. I'm going to say that that one was missed. Um, didn't have to memorize the lyrics or anything. No, no, there was no mention of Usher <laughs> or ACDC <laughs> or punting of Bibles. Hmm. There was okay, none just, of those things. Just checking. Yeah. This is a, this is a dumpster fire. <laughs> this is on how but look at this guy look at like who thought this was a good idea like to have look at him 
he's first of all he's not even in like good shape to be on that thing <laughs> okay aside from body that, shaming aside... are you body shaming in 2024 hey, Gino? Hey, i have no right to talk trust me <laughs> it's not a dad bod it's called a father figure <laughs> oh my gosh it's so bad bringing you fresh man every sunday oh man what are we what are we doing here did I scroll down? I, I don't know, man. This is crazy to me. That's so embarrassing. I, who thought this was okay? Yeah, this is the mega church. That's just embarrassing, dude. Seriously. You are a shepherd over God's people. You're the watchman supposed to be guarding the people, making sure the wolf doesn't come, making sure the people are safe, praying for them, fasting for them, crying out to God for them, preaching, quipping them. I'm going to show you at the end of this video one verse that tells what the church should be doing. This isn't it. So this is not a biblical church right here. This service is not biblical church. I'm not saying they're not a biblical church. This is not biblical church. Okay? Can we? Should we just... Do I have one more? Let's see. All right, a little bit more and we're done. We're done here. I'm gonna give you the one verse here in a second. You're not gonna get psychological depth anywhere else in the Hebrew Bible the way. Spicy Just more of the service. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I actually feel like I'm losing brain cells right now. My head actually itches. I think I'm losing brain cells watching this. I'm not even going to lie. I, if I brought my friend to church for the first time, imagine you bring your drug-addicted, lost friend to church for the first time, and this is what's happening. I have so much I could say. I'm done. Here we go. Let's just finish this. What is that? Casserole? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't watch more of this. I think I, I'm being so critical because I take church so serious and I was an atheist. The crowd seems to be enjoying it though. Yeah, because it's an, it, it's a comedy show. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's like a, it's like one of those, uh, it's like a, like one of those Vegas shows, you know, like where they had I, the, who are the two dudes? Who are the two dudes? Sigmund and Freud. On? Yeah. Okay. It's like one of those shows, man. Yeah. Did you notice that they gave light up like thunder sticks to people in the yeah. crowd? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What was the budget for this little thing they put on there for Super Bowl? I mean, that had, it didn't, like it, it didn't cost the church anything. It cost all the people with the thunder sticks. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, Olive 11. Good to see Olive 11. Yeah, it looks just like the world of clown show. It is a clown show. It that is. That's a like, that is a you, horse and pony show right there. Like, okay, so here's the million dollar question. Again, I don't know these people. I've never heard this church until this happened. I don't know who they are. They might teach have the best Bible classes and Bible studies and sermons, and maybe they are sold out for the Lord and they're going house to house every day, and they just made a bad choice here. I don't know, maybe. But I went uh -huh. through their old stuff, and it seems like they do this every year. They have, like, some kind of Super Bowl thing. Last year's wasn't as extravagant as this clown show. But I got to say, I don't like judging people without knowing them first. So 
if this was my first impression, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, I could just go to, like you said, Vegas or something or go to a local right. show, you know, downtown or something. Like, why would you go to church to see this? And just like Isaiah said, he brought up a good point. If you're bringing somebody to, to have a life-changing moment, a critical life-changing moment, first of all, give themselves to, to the Lord. And then second, for their lives to be their life to be changed completely. And then they see this, they're like, oh, man, I must not be doing anything wrong. <laughs> like This that, isn't any different than outside. Like, yeah, it looks just like where I came from. Like, how <laughs> crazy is that? Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, like I said, that is just, uh, that's a that's a dumpster fire, man. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, like you said, I'm not going to speak to the people individually because I don't know. I don't know their testimony. I don't know who they are, but my biggest issue is that is a whole lot of resources that are ethically wasted for absolutely no reason. Um, that that's, that's the part that really stands out to me. And obviously, yes, like Isaiah was saying, you know, people are coming there to try to be, you know, to, to get fed and to be taught at least some of them i'm sure if the church is on yeah. that capacity there's a lot of them that are coming there for yeah. the entertainment value also you know one of my professors was uh francis chan and you're familiar with francis mm -hmm. chan yep. okay so he he amassed it he started a church in his home and he amassed a church of like four thousand people in his congregation you know he thought he was doing all the right things because he's an eloquent speaker even as a professor he's hilarious he's so funny like his, his mannerisms, it's just, he was entertaining. I enjoyed being in his classes, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he talked about the fact that he had, he had spent the better part of 16 years building this church and it got to the point to where, where he thought, okay, I'm doing everything to honor God. I'm doing everything that I should be doing. I'm right before the Lord until the Lord let him know that he absolutely wasn't. And the reason being is because he started to get convicted when he would teach his congregation and he started to look around at the 4,000 people that would come just to watch him. They came to hear him speak. They, they almost, they almost put him in a, in, you know, in like an idle position, you know, like, and so he realized like, okay, there's 4,000 people in here. Could you imagine the amount of outreach and the impact that we could make on if not the world, just our greater area, if I could activate 4,000 people, if I could actually get them to activate, to find their purpose and to get them to walk into it. But the problem is at that point, the congregation was so, was so conditioned that he just couldn't do it. And so he left. And now he plants home churches. That's what he does. He, he'll plan a home church. He's there for six months, helping them build the congregation. And then at the six month period, he splits it into two churches. And then he goes and he repeats the process because having a whole bunch of small churches that are full of the word and are full of, you know, the gospel and God and are, are on fire about finding their, you know, their purpose and their mission and, and their, you know, their, their direction, you know, what their strengths are. Um, you're, you're talking about amassing people that are actually empowered, you know, not people right. that are in entertained, you know, I right. mean, again, it's no disrespect. I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disrespect anybody, but I know that, you know, when we, when my wife and I started our, our real walk, I mean, we both kind of had a foundation when we were kids, but you know, we fell away into rebellious teenage years and even into young adulthood, but 
you know, we had, we had our children and then we were like, okay, you know, they need to have a foundation. So we started going to a church that my wife was raised in and it was just a small little church, you know, maybe a couple hundred members, no big deal. But, you know, as we pressed in farther and farther, we just realized that there was just not, it was, there wasn't teaching there. You know, there's more than this. There's more than this. There has to be more than this, you know, and a hunger started to happen. And it's amazing when you start to actually really start to press into God and, and open your mind to the possibilities, all of a sudden you're like, there has to be more. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then we started looking around at other churches and we went into some mega churches. We've got, we've got several mega churches that are around here, big, big, big churches. And I was like, you know, honestly, I'm just not about it. <laughs> this just isn't my deal because like we showed up, we showed up to one church and they were finishing their early service and literally the doors opened up. They herded them all out and they herded us all in. And it was just like, the, I mean, yeah. it was like that quick. Like, yeah. it was just like, wow, like this is so disconnected. I'm just not good with this. Uh, mute gate. It's, it's like business. It's like a mall opening and closing. Like it's, I'm I'm not against the mega church if they're doing it the right way, but most of them. Well, that's the whole thing. What are what are your yeah. foundations? Yeah. What are your principles? And what is your focus? You know, I mean, that's that's really what I'm looking at is what is your focus? You know, um, there's a there's a church that I I did a I did a camera job for, and they're a very like locally they're a big church and they're they're really well known. And uh, they do these productions every year that are like Broadway style productions. I mean, spare no expense. I went into uh, they have they have a a video wall that that goes across their stage, and it's it's got over seven million LEDs in it, and it can be reshaped and and it can be like formed in a circle. It can be made into a triangle, all these things. It's like 20 feet tall and it's like 40 feet wide when it's completely set up. And I'm thinking, how much did that cost? Like, wow, you know, that is insane to me. And then I went into their, um, their, their production studio, which is what they had. And the guy that was uh, a member of the church, he was like their head of IT. He was telling me this is the exact same setup that they have on on uh, on Fox for the the Lions. This is the exact same setup that they have in here. You know, it's got all the all the you know like all the different knobs and just all these lights and boards levers, everywhere. Yeah, yeah all these levers lesson. and all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? why do you have this like whatever happened just having like one sound dude who's terrible at like running it but he tries his hardest and he's there every sunday <laughs> and it's just you know like that that, that poor guy because no one has like him. 10 guys and he's alone <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know whatever happened to that you know but he gets I, it done see, and here's the thing again like i don't okay the preacher with the airplane, the private plane, or the preacher with the three-piece suit you know that's like three thousand dollars if he's earning his living Okay, that's a whole different thing. If he's investing or he's got, you know, farmland and all that stuff that he's invested, great. More power to you. That's capitalism at its finest. Great. But if it's coming out of your congregation, out of their pockets, and it's because God told you to go buy a plane and he really didn't tell you to go plane, 
go buy a plane because you want to, you know, go to the Bahamas and not take, you know, first class or something. Like, it's this is what makes me want to vomit. And I got to tell you, Matt, it's coming down. The system's coming down. We've talked about this a million times. It's part of the Babylonian system. I know God is sifting the church and shaking it really hard. And churches like this, if, if that guy, if, if this is like regular entertainment at their church, it's coming down in this hour. You're going to start seeing churches fall by the wayside. Just like Bishop, and I use that loosely, T.D. Jakes, right? T.D. Jakes has been a fraud for a long time, okay? I knew it from the very beginning. Now it's all finally coming out, him and P. Diddy and all his their crews. And, all, like it, and this guy, if you watch T.D. Jakes apologize, you never hear him like, it's always like, oh, well, you know, it's it was for this and for that. Like, there's these excuse upon excuse. If he would just come out and say, yeah, I screwed up big time, right? Okay, great. That's what Christians Christianity is about, forgiveness. But they don't because they, they think they're bigger than God, most of these guys. And when the preacher has been lifted up to this position of, like, authority and, and he can do no wrong and there's no oversight over him, what do you think a guy is going to do? He's going to take advantage of that. He's going to take advantage of women. He's going to take advantage of money, power, the whole thing. That's where we're at, unfortunately. And Absolutely. So I'm very skeptical of almost every church now. And, and I hate to say that as a Christian. That's ridiculous. That as a Christian man who's been a Christian 21 years, that I have to like literally be skeptical of almost every single church. But that's where we're at in America. Well, I mean, honestly... It, it... It's not even just the church, though. I was just having a conversation with Ange earlier about the fact that, you know, there are um, because because I'm, you know, going down this business world, you know, with the, with these businesses, you know, there there are people that are all of a sudden they start pursuing you, you know, and I'm getting messages and emails from different from different companies and different like, you know, apps. And they're like, oh, you know, hey, you know, like let us help you. Let us help you with your business. Let us help you with your business. And I'm like, okay. And like, how are you going to help me? And they're like, oh, you know, we can guarantee you 5,000 views for $1,400 a year. And it's like, how can you guarantee me anything? I mean, the only thing that's guaranteed is I'm giving you 1400 bucks, you know, but that's the whole thing. It's just like in this day and wait, age, how I'm, many, wait, what was that deal again? How many views? They can they can guarantee on average five thousand views a month. Five thousand views a month. Okay. Right. How do you know they're not bots or? <laughs> that's the crap? thing. This is the yeah. thing. That's what. That's the point that I'm making. Is in this day and age. I mean, honestly, it's just like you know, it's like uh, on Ferris Bueller. You know, they run all those miles on his dad's car, and they're like, "Let's just run the odometer back." You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if I can trust you, and that's the sad part about it. You know, in this day and age, is you know, the foundations of trust have really been, they've really been torn and, you know, not just from, you know, a, a societal perspective, but yes, even in churches and, and, you know, for, you know, for obviously legitimate reasons, you know, you've got, you've got these, you've got these reasons that, you know, people draw these conclusions, you know, dig one deeper said that how many of us have experienced persecution for speaking the word of truth? All of us. Mm -hmm. Well, persecution not like uh they have in the you know middle east or far east well no obviously we're not we're not you know i'm Mocking, not getting like you know you know i mean i'm not getting like you know bamboo shoots and water torture but no i mean so it, it could be worse but yes 
and in this day and age, you know, the, the speaking the truth is, is hard. And it said that, you know, he says that it, he's been on the receiving end of it and it hurts. It does in fact hurt because you're trying to actually try and present something that you hope would be helpful to people. And if they don't receive it and in turn that you feel like they're rejecting you, that is hurtful. So yes, absolutely. We're with you on that one. Yeah, and Adam said, imagine that though, Christians learning, studying, and applying the truth of the Bible, <laughs> live more effective lives. I don't, it's, that's almost like Listen. a foreign language in the church right now. Anything, this is, this is where we're at, Matt. It's, this is a very, I, I don't want to say it's the tipping point because I know God's hands on it and he'll, the church will always prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Okay. But if you really step back and evaluate where America is, where the church is, like it's, it's a disaster, literally a disaster. Everything is broken, falling apart in disarray. But I have always been the eternal optimist on this show and on my other ones that God is doing something really amazing in this hour. Like, I mean, like Red Sea moment, amazing. Like it's going to look really dark but it's going to get real bright fast. It's not going to be some long drawn out thing, but he, and I think it's in, uh, is it first Peter? He says, judgment start, starts in the house of the Lord first, right? Then it goes to the nation because the church is responsible. So if the church well, gets cleaned thing. up, yeah. then society can get cleaned up, but the church has done nothing. It's been lazy. It's sat on its hands. It's been asleep at the wheel, whatever metaphor you want to use. The church has been doing it. And it's now, I feel like it's a sleeping giant though. Like it is, we are waking up and Well, there's a remnant, you know, there's an ecclesia, yeah. there's an ecclesia there, there's that's not, yeah. that's not, you know, not willing to just, to, to just idly stand by and let it happen any longer. You know I mean? Cause that's the thing. Listen, I understand why even with this church, I don't necessarily agree with the practices that they exhibited in this video, but the thing is, in this world, we're all about entertainment and instant gratification. We're all about shiny, flashy, attractive, you know, and so even the churches have started to adhere to these, these, these facts, you know, where they try to become, you know, really entertaining and they hire the best musicians and they use attractive people to be their speakers. And it, it's just, it, it's, I understand, I guess, in a sense, because it's like, how else do you get attention in a flashy world other than to be flashy you know what i mean it's, it's but well i don't necessarily Madden's, agree with it but look i can understand I, it i guess i should definitely get the log out of my own eye because we have expensive graphics right here matt like i mean look at i i've spent that right there see that one broke thousands, the bank, man. thousands thousands on some of these graphics i've got here i mean we've got all kinds of them. we got the uh, cookie right i mean that's that one look at that that, that one yeah i mean got the shades the shades you know, it's the shades it's oh man countless graphics here that have i'm telling so, you i mean I'm i don't have a private you. jet but i've got the graphics you do have the graphics and the shade one is nice <laughs> the dis i gotta say i, I don't have any my, graphics so my my favorite has always been the disclaimer because that i've used that so many times and it's come in handy when i know that understandably I so saying something it's worked out very well in fact, Joyful June was very pleased that I whipped out the disclaimer on our Sunday night blender show two weeks ago. She was really, she got a, a good chuckle out of that. We were on a roll. Like the last show we did, that thing must have popped <laughs> up like six times because you were just causing some trouble. I was. I was. <laughs> Sorry, troublemaker. 
That's all right. That's okay. Rebel without a cause. I'm with it. <laughs> Going platinum. Remnant ready for reformation. Arr. That's kind of like how I say car, right, Joyful Jim? Car. Like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, the car thing is getting, like, now everybody's making fun of me for the way I say it. So it's turned into vehicle or auto. Automobile. Isn't yeah. that in 16 Candles when uh, Donger says automobile? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Automobile, a uh, a transportation, a mode of transportation. <clears throat> so, you know, let's take a little survey. I don't know. If, if anybody here in the Foxhole chat, would you attend that church? What's it called? Crossroads in Cincinnati, Ohio? Yeah, Is sound off. Place Tell us. You'd want to you'd hang out and hear the word or... Or just be entertained, I guess. Matt, would you pay? Yeah, go. I, w- I wonder if they were charging like thirty dollars a ticket or something. You get That's you got admission. Show. Yeah, big show. Yeah, you charge admission. You know, for the for the the gospel. Let, let's quote unquote. I don't know. Would would you pay? <laughs> would you pay? Let's just say thirty bucks for this. The shepherd over the flock. He's in a referee outfit on a wrecking ball, singing Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude to this pastor. This is not the guy you want leading you. This is not the guy you want going to God and getting a word, a fresh word, bringing you fresh man every Sunday. Oh man. What are we, what are we doing here? A song. I have the lyrics, but I'm not going to go right. to them. You guys already know. I don't even need to go to the lyrics. You know what they're saying. Miley Cyrus song. I have the lyrics, but I'm not going to go to them. You guys already know. I don't even need to go to the lyrics. You know what they're saying. This is the pastor. This is the pastor. The shepherd. Oh my gosh! Okay. Anyway, we get the yes, joyful June. I think it was twice that night we we whipped out the disclaimer. It's always very um, every now and again you got to do it. I was gonna say it's always joyful when we get to no pun to put out a disclaimer. Um, yeah, because you know it's going somewhere when you get that disclaimer turn in there. People are like, Matt, that's the hook. That's like when you yeah, like yeah. in Wrecking Ball. We know the chorus to that song, Wrecking Ball, right? It just grabs you. It hooks you. It's oh like yeah when that when that disclaimer pops up man people pay attention man i mean when that thing for sure there, look at that boom baby mm. that's what money looks like <laughs> draw them in draw them in entice yeah. those worldly minds what is he gonna say what is he gonna say yeah i mean it's it's clickbait gino you're playing people with clickbait <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're never gonna matt, believe what he said and then there's just you know a, there's long, a little thumbnail like yeah do you know how long it took me to when i i remember when i first got the disclaimer on i don't know if it was yeah it must have been this show um i looked for minutes on youtube to find that <laughs> and i, Look, and I uploaded listen, it like two minutes later it took forever listen time is a valuable thing okay that is your most valuable resource I mean, let's think about it this way. You look at it as minutes now. 
But if it was in your last few minutes, you'd be mad that you spent it on YouTube looking for a spinny disclaimer. I'm just saying. Is this a Tim Robbins like seminar? <laughs> What's Listen, going on? I'm just saying, man. Look, time is your most valuable asset. Wait, Tim, you can always get Tim, more money. Wait, did I say you Tim did. Robbins? <laughs> yeah, you did. What's you did. I just, mean? I just, I just left that there. I'm not right. even going to pay attention to that. But that's the truth of it. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, that's your most valuable resource. I'm just saying, well, you can't get right, it back. Now, now I got to remember the guy's name, the one that does all those seminars and speaking. Isn't it Robin? Something Robin? You think Robbins I'm? A, you think I'm emotional? You think I'm a motivational speaker? Is that you think I'm doing? You think I'm trying to motivate you to live your life, Gino? You think What's his name? Though? Come on, do? you got to help me out here. Like, gosh, Tony man, Robbins. Tony Robbins. That's it. Okay, I was close. Tim, Tony. They both start with. Tim. Yeah, sure. Right. It's like Gino and Jerry. Tim Robbins is actually an actor. Yeah. He used to be married to Susan Sarandon. Why I know that, I have no idea. <laughs> Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Now we're going back. You're dating yourself, my dude. <laughs> what was that movie she was in uh, with Brad Pitt when he first came out? They were like Brad driving. Pitt. They were like two women in a car driving across America robbing banks or something. I don't know what it was. Dumb. Thelma and Louise? Was, yes, Thelma and Louise. That was like 91. <laughs> something yeah. yeah curious patriot has joined us good to see you brother thank you welcome welcome and lots of ro- lots of uh lurkers over there on rumble appreciate you guys over there on rumble thank you so much for joining us tonight. thanks we for were, lurking and if you just are joining us now you missed out we watched a uh, service the super bowl service from crossroads church in cincinnati ohio um the pastor was swinging on a wrecking ball which was amazing yep. to see I'll never get that image burned out of my brain, unfortunately. Sure. You want to know a full um, a full disclosure, like funny, interesting thing? I was working with this company and we were installing these uh we were building um we were building computer labs for this uh this medical training school called Ross Medical School. And they trained they trained like nurses and veterinarians and so they had these like labs and they had computer labs and so me and another guy were going around a different we went to like michigan illinois indiana ohio to set up these schools and we went to cincinnati and cincinnati is the only place i've ever been when i was in a drive-thru and a prostitute walked up to my window full disclosure and i live in detroit at the the drive-thru at the drive-thru literally she scared the death out of me because i wasn't driving i was in the passenger window and she walks up and just basically sticks her head right in the car i almost socked the lady <laughs> so like i didn't i mean we were, so in a, many, we were we were so in a foreign jokes. land i'm so telling you we jokes. were we were in a foreign land neither of us knew anything about cincinnati and <laughs> we're both like whoa like she's just like right away like pops her head in there and i'm like oh no dude get out of here I'm, we were stuck in the line it was yeah. one of those drive throughs that once you're in it you got to go forward to go back yeah. <laughs> like you got to go forward to get out of it like and she just like kept Chick-fil-A. walking along the car yeah she kept walking along the car it was the craziest thing i was like lord of yeah. mercy i since they tongue, need churches Matt, Matt, do I'm it biting my tongue so many jokes we can go with what? the drive through prostitute. <laughs> why are you why are you biting your tongue? So why are you holding jokes. your back? The people commit the people demand it. You know what they, else they the people demand? Yeah, exactly. They paid for this. You know what the, you know what else the people demanded that you keep depriving them of? You know what it is, Gino. You know what it is. <laughs> it is. I should actually, I mean, see if I just put this up, then it's okay, right? That just like qualifies. I don't everything. think so. I don't think so. 
No. I don't think so. That doesn't wash away. That doesn't wash oh, away man, the doesn't, doesn't the picture that everyone's been waiting to see. Yeah. You put up that you put up that picture, I'll find a picture of me at 20 years old with frosted tips looking like I was an insect. <laughs> no thanks. Did, did you Telling have you the truth? Did you have well you were born with a beard according to our our new friend Dig One Deeper, remember? He said you were born <laughs> yeah. with that. that. He called it the beautiful beard. Well, technically, I was born with it. It just wasn't on my face yet. No, I don't know. There's something I don't know. There's something about beard, man. There's something about beards. It's it's a whole thing. I entered like a whole different I, bracket when I grew up. Don't a beard. you hate I don't it though? Why. Like it. Oh man! Every time I start, like I two days, I I had like a little rash going because I shaved too close. So I let it grow for two days so it would heal, or whatever. But dude, like I hate beards. They itch. They're messy. Like you got to. You don't groom your because you got to groom yourself. Yeah, Listen, the tr- truth of it is it's easier to shave your face. It's easier to shave your Absolutely. face. 100%. And I than have a, a beard. Oh, dig one deeper was lurking. He's still here. <laughs> uh, He's still yeah. here. See? That, yeah. That big, beautiful beard born. <laughs> beard yes. born baby. Yeah, born honestly, baby. dude, I don't know. I've gotten used to it being there. It's just, it is what it is. Now it's like, it's just part of the real estate. I think, I think uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just part of my deal. Plus, apparently, I don't know this. I don't know that I necessarily agree with this, but I've actually been it's been said to me several times. But in the craft world, as far as like craft hot sauces, craft beers, craft bourbons, I'm pretty much like this is pretty much the outfit. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like this is what it is. Yeah, it's like You're beard so, beard Matt, glasses. What? How did we miss this marketing? genius idea right now why don't you make like a bobble bobblehead cap of your like you and your beard and that will be the top of, me. of your hot sauce bottles right yeah Dude, you know amazing. the thing is i had i had a lot of people making suggestions when i developed my labels and everything and they were like you need to put your face on it and i wasn't good about it because i'm not paul newman man i'm not i'm not that colonel <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm some random dude. And yeah. so I did make a vector image of my face and I just kind of did it like as a joke. And I sent it out to, you know, I showed it to different people and they're like, you have to put that out. You've got to make stickers. And I was like, I'm not going to make stickers of my face. And then just hand them out to people. Like, you know, I just keep thinking about the song. <laughs> You're so vain. It would be such a cool thing, like a bobblehead of just your just your head and your beard on top of the bottles. Like people would just buy it for like the souvenir like quality factor. Seriously though, it. honestly. A fact, I was at I a I was at a I was at a, this uh, this company that makes my makes my um my my clothing. And this dude sees me and he's like, Oh, you know, what is it that you do? And I'm like, you know, I have a hot sauce company. And he's like, Yeah, you look like one of those. It's like you're probably a hippie too, and I'm like, what? <laughs> this guy didn't even know me. This random dude, this guy didn't even know me, and he's like, oh, you know yeah. what? And then he just starts telling me this whole random like life story about all of his yeah. opinions about how he used to go to trade shows, and you know, they they come out of the woodwork sometimes, you know. And I had to pretty much end the conversation. And he was like, you know what you need to do? You need to bring you need to bring strippers to the trade shows and have them. Put your hot sauce bottles 
you know where I'm going with it. And I was like, okay, conversation over, strange guy. You're freaking me out at this point. I'm like, like <laughs> stalks you or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. The, the guy that isn't was making it, my swag, he's looking at me and funny? I'm looking at him like, what a it's weird funny how dude. Every, it's funny how everybody knows how to like tell you how to do something that you're doing. Oh, like, everybody when knows. I had, when I had my first business, we owned that big sports place and everything. Man, there was this one guy. I called him Pesci because he looked like him and sounded like him. And he would always come in the back. Little angry he's, guy. He's he's like, hey, Gino, you need to be. And he, he would and he's telling me how to run the business. And he's like, he's like, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, dude, you don't know the first thing about this business, and you're gonna come back here and tell me what to do. Like it was ridiculous. He did it yeah. all the time. Drove me nuts. Um, Curious said, I was at work doing electrical work today, thinking of my trade buddies inside Gino and Matt. Yes, Q, always thinking about you. Right on. Okay, speaking of trade, look at my hands, Matt. <laughs> I still got paint on them. I didn't even realize until now. Dude, listen, didn't come I, had to, I had to stop wearing, yeah, I, I got like this, you know, this just like whatever, like tungsten ring that yeah. I, I, I had to start wearing for work because I had a really nice one when we got married that had like diamonds in it. And we would take it to the the jeweler to get it inspected every year in order to keep it like an under warranty. And he would always literally like just look at me and roll his eyes like, what is even all over this thing? And I'm like, honestly, bro, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know what's in there, but it's going to take you a little bit to clean it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, clean it, polish it, whatever. Suck on my hot sauce, beard, bitch. Nice. <laughs> I haven't wore my ring in so long, Matt, because it was so dangerous. Like I, I would get caught, you know, in my tools or whatever all the time, and I'm just like, yeah, I gotta stop this. Like this is not good. Um, and but then, you work by yourself, man. But, you but know, I was I going into hospitals where all those all those hens are in the hen house, man. <laughs> yeah, just, but, but it's a whole listen, other man, thing. My finger was like, okay, when I got married, like I said, I weighed about a buck seventy five ish. I, you know, I put on a few pounds. I'm up to 220, 225. <laughs> that sounds like a Mr. Mom, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Um, and so yep. I had this, I had my ring on, right? And I couldn't get that thing off. And so I had to have Julie literally get my, I have these big, like, you know, the chain cutters. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I use those big, I said, just don't cut my finger. Like, make sure you're only getting the ring. Famous so last words. So she could cut the ring off. And that's how I got it off. It was crazy. <clears throat> yeah. So now it just sits in the box with a big old cut in the middle of it. Yeah. No, I don't even know where it is. It was a crap ring anyway. I think I bought it for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> it was like, yeah, for sure. It was only a symbol of your undying love, but crap <laughs> ring. Who cares where it is? What does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> it's just a shiny piece it's of a, metal with a couple of it, polished rocks on it. No big it, deal. It's a pagan symbol anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tell oh, that to my, man. tell that to, tell that to, to Julie. I bet you she thinks her <laughs> ring's better than that. I bet you she values it. Dude. Well, listen, her ring, that's a, I think I might've told that story before, but that was an embarrassing moment. Let me just tell you, you think you got a one of a kind ring that you bought from your cousin's jewelry store of all places. Uh -oh. And then you go to a party a week later and someone has the exact same ring. on. <laughs> your cousin's a liar. Oh, dude, it was not good. It was <laughs> Pants so on fire, cousin. Pants on fire. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, that's like that's like when Angie and I we were back in the back in the day when we were in high school, we were going to homecoming, <clears throat> and she got this dress, and her best friend was going out with uh, this dude who became my best friend, strangely enough, and so we were all going together, and her friend 
got the exact same dress and we went to the prom oh. together. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> me and brutal. me and me and my buddy Steve are looking at each other like, dude, just we'll be our own like I'll be your safety zone. You be mine. It's like, we just got to stay in between the two of them because the oh, looks man. that were going across the room, it's like if they had lasers in their eyes. One of them would bend like a little pile of ash. It was like, how could you do that? Of, of all the dresses, you got the exact same one. And we went together. Oh, that's <laughs> like, bad, oh. Did you ever, did you ever go to a wedding and someone else wore a white dress? Where someone else wore a white dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. except the bride. Besides <clears throat> the bride, Side, yeah. well, you know, maybe the mother of the bride, I guess, might be okay, but no, I no, I mean, way. I don't, I don't know the rules, man. I don't know the rules. You, you just know, don't my, daughter, my daughter's getting married in September, and her dress is white and black, yeah, that's so, kind of the new thing, yeah. There's I mean, a lot it's of new a, trends. When my son got married recently, it was, yeah, there was different. It's, I don't know, it's a whole different game now. Like, they don't think the way it used to be. It's it's still traditional, but they got their own little, like, twist on it now. They so, got to make their own way, man. You got to let them yeah. do it. All right, Me, let's born watch 1979. Video. Those times Ooh, growing up, my, my wife 79. was born in 79. He's a young lad. Young lad. 1970, Matt. 70. Yeah, I was old, bro. A we got it. We're back. Lately. Yeah, sixty. I just escaped February of seventy. Whew, that's a long time ago. You know, I, <laughs> you know, it cracks me up. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like when they have the date for how old you have to be to like buy liquor or whatever. Sure. I look at that date now, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm that old guy. Like I used to look at that date, and, and just like you couldn't wait for the date to be right, and then all of a sudden you just start passing it. And then before you know it, it's 10 years, 15, 20, 30. Sure. And, I, and it's like, now it's oh like 2002. Gosh. And then not only that, yeah, not only that, like when you go on an app and you got to put your birthday in and you know how they got that little spinning thing. Like I have to spin it like it's that wheel on, on, um, <laughs> on Price is Right. Like, do you know, they pull the thing and it goes, sure. and it spins. like, that's how far I got to go to get to my birthday now, man. Like, well, you know, I mean. It's wisdom, man. You're like a, you're like a, you're like an old owl, man. You're like Archimedes. You know, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Nice. That was a nice pull, Archimedes. I like that one. And you actually like pronounced it right too. Archimedes would be a cool name, wouldn't it? Like if that was your middle name. Sure. Sure. Like sure. Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt A, <clears throat> Matt Archimedes. You could even put it together. Matt Archimedes. My middle name is Roger, so. It's what? Roger. Wait, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> dude, my childhood best friend's middle name was Beamer, dude. Beamer. What? Yeah, that was his grandfather's name from down in Mississippi. His grandpa's name was Beamer. His middle name was Beamer. And he, he always told me your kids, I can't wait till I get older so I can get a BMW and I can have Beamer across it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he drives like a, like a, I don't know, like a Chevy Cruze or something. All right. I don't want to <laughs> get too far down the trail, but let's go back to your middle name. Where'd that come What's from? What's uh, uh, it's, it's Belgian, man. <laughs> you know, I'm a Belgian boy. Does it you mean know? like Michael or something? And. No, English. it's. I mean the the English the English pronunciation of it is Roger. Oh, all right. but well, it's you know it's just the it's the little you know the little thing that yeah you know, that little squiggly I mean, yeah. 
That's what it is, you know. I mean, my last Actually, name, my last name, Von Brabant. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first met you. I didn't know if it was Van Braben or Van Brabant. Like, I think that, that sounds really cool. Like, I, I, in fact, that's, from from now on, you're Pastor Matt Van Brabant. Yeah, Van Brabant. Like that's, that's cool. Roger like, Von Brabant. It's, it's a mouthful, oui. but it's really yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, man. But can it, but would we add Matt Rogier Van Brabant? I don't know. That'd be, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of syllables right there, bro. Like that's. Listen, you know, I mean, it is what it is, dude. I can. I, it's hard for me to sign my name on small lines. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, our spirits and our hearts are young, even. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I hear you, joyful Jim. She's always got something nice to say. <laughs> See, there's, there's got to be an optimist in the room, and it's necessary. It's necessary. It, it balances out the negativity, Gino. Gino, he's talking about. He's like, I'm old. I'm like a rusty gate. I don't even understand. You know, he's like the Tin Man from like the Wizard of Oz. He's got to get yeah. home from work, and he's like, Julie, where's my oil can? Is it? <laughs> I gotta say, at church last Friday, there was a there was this girl. She's only been there one other time, and me and her were talking after. She's really cool. She's like 38 and uh, she's a teacher or something. We were, we were having good conversations and she's like our age came up or something. She's like, well, how old are you? And I said, 54. She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and then that's when you're like hanging on the edge. Cause you're like, okay, this could go one way or the other. She's either going to say, oh, and then that means she thought you were older <laughs> or they actually compliment you. And she actually says, oh, I thought you were much younger than I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> absolutely bruh i will take that uh, yeah by the way dig one deeper the belgians do make awesome weapons they really? do oh yeah springfield armory are you kidding oh, me oh yeah man? that's right yeah my yeah. ars my ars made by springfield it's called the saint yeah boy my carry weapon is the the xd the xds subcompact nine that that pistol i've shot probably 2000 times and I've never had a double feed. I've never had a stove really? pipe. I've never had a jam. I mean, I think they're just good weapons. They make good, they make oh. good guns. Look at, look at joyful June's new sticker for you, Matt. Thank you for the, what is happening in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Carrying <laughs> a hot pepper. I see. I see. He's got his pepper. I just couldn't tell because it's very small on my screen. And I was like, what is that hot sauce bottle doing to that? that pepper oh they're just they're just the best of buds that's what it is they're just good yeah. friends all right let's that's show another right. video so let's go. I don't, did, maybe we showed this last time we were on i don't know but how are we saved i think this is i it seems like this would be kind of like churchianity 101 like we like how do we get saved as christians what 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 validates us what makes us a christian right is it our good works is it matt you are just this perfect little angel and the lord just couldn't resist and he plucked you out and says you're mine you're you're saved or right. was it by grace well you know my name is matthew and you know what that means the gift of god yeah, there it is it's actually, i thought rogier was the gift of god. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the embellishment that makes me fancy yes. yeah <laughs> Now, we all know that it's by his grace and his grace alone, not by our good works. Because let's face it, Matt, we don't have any good works until we're saved. <laughs> then the That's only right. works that are good are the ones that are done in his name. So let's watch this and see what this gentleman has to say. Hang on, I got to fix the sound. I forgot to do this before the show. My bad. 
OBS. What is it? You know, all listen, that stuff gets thrown gonna, into a blender, and everybody fights about it. Everything else. Let me just I don't understand this. Passage like, of scripture here. The technical difficulties are unreal. It, it is. They're atrocious tonight. And you know what it is? It's my bad because I didn't expect to play this video. But then I was like, I couldn't remember if I played it last time or not. Because I actually like what he says here. He explains it very well. It's only three minutes long. So let's listen. Saved. Do we save by grace alone? Faith alone? What part do works have to play? Don't works, aren't they important? How does all of that work? And unfortunately, you know it as well as I do, all that stuff gets thrown into a blender and everybody fights about it and everything else. But let me just, let me, let me read you a passage of scripture here. Paul says to um, Titus, as he writes to Titus in chapter 3, starting in verse 4, he says, But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. First of all, the most important thing here is he saved us, not us. He saved us. This is, this is one of the greatest biblical teachings that there is, is that our salvation is something God has done in us. It's not something that we do. Even Jesus in John 3, when he says to Nicodemus, you must be born again, in the Greek it's passive. Nicodemus has nothing to do with his being born again. He's passive in God allowing him to be born from above or born anew or born again. And so Paul says he saved us. Listen here. Not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. The point here is, is that we're not saved by our works, but that doesn't mean that Christians shouldn't have good works. This is the problem. What we can't understand is that we're reading Jewish people talking about subjects that they understood way better than you and I do. James is usually referring, when he talks about works, he's, he's talking about the final standing before God. Paul is usually talking about entrance into a relationship with God. But Paul in Philippians 3 has a really cool line that he uses. He says, I'm pressing for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That upward call is a, a metaphor, it's, a, it's athletic. And what it's talking about is at the end of the race, um, the people who win the race, they get called up to the podium and they get given a medal. Pa Paul is saying, hey, at the end of the race, when I get done, because he says before that, in a few verses before that, I've not attained, I'm not already perfect. He says, but when I get to that race, God's gonna give me a, a reward because I've ran the race good. The thing not to put together is that the running of the race is what saves us, it doesn't. What saves us is Jesus and his work. But if Jesus and his work have saved us, then we will run the race, and at the end of the race, there will be fruit that God has done in our life. And it may not be a lot for some people. It may be a ton in other people. But there will be works and there will be fruit when you stand before God that he produced in you along the way if you really are one of his kids. We're not saved by our works, but we also don't teach that we can do whatever we want to do and be a Christian because that's nowhere found in Scripture. Christians are supposed to be doing good works. They're supposed to be living lives that are pleasing to God. But it's not the works and the pleasing of the lives that save us. They testify to the salvation that we already have. Good job. Amen. And Matt, yep. during well that said. three minutes, I ate two chocolate chip cookies that were delicious, by the way. Yeah, okay. I'm not surprised because about this time of day, it seems like you get in it, you get that like fourth meal hunger and you got to get that little, mm -hmm. some little snacky snacks in some snacky time. Well, isn't this content water. enough snack for you? 
Isn't this content enough nourishment for you? All of you people. Yeah. But I had to run out and grab a water. And while I was out there, there just happened to be chocolate chip cookies on the counter. So. Oh, well, opportunist. Mm -hmm. So, Matt, let's let's talk about this getting saved. So, you know, there's always that passage in James that confuses a lot of Christians, especially newer Christians that, you know, faith and works kind of go hand in hand. And and I remember as a young baby Christian, minus the beard, unlike yourself, I remember being scared when I read it. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. What's going on here? Because I just came out of a Catholic faith, right? I was in there for my whole life. And they were teaching works all the time. I mean, basically, you had to do this, do this, make sure you cross the T, dot the I, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe God will accept you in heaven if you don't have to go to purgatory first. And so, you know, that was my understanding up to that point. Then, you know, I hear it's about grace. And I'm like, what's this grace thing? This sounds amazing. And then I read the book of Romans. And I remember I literally was like blown away. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Is this true? And then I'd listen to some teachings and read the Bible more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is true. But then I read James. And it was like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. I literally read it. And I remember thinking after I got done, I'm like, oh, no, I still got to do stuff. (laughs) Like, I might not be saved. I might have thought I was saved. And no wonder I'm, I'm, I'm and I know I'm thinking bad things and I'm doing some bad things that I'm not supposed to be doing. Right. And then that went on for probably, oh gosh, a good year, I would say. <clears throat> and then I finally understood what it meant. It was like a moment of clarity. I remember when I read it, I was like, oh, good works follow our faith. That makes sense. Of course it does. There's supposed to be fruit. It only took me a year to figure that out, man. <laughs> That's what it but is. When I did, the, and the reason dudes. I say this, the reason I say this is because I know there's tons of Christians out there that are terrified oh my gosh am i saved am i not saved am i saved? like but i'm still sinning i'm still doing bad things of course you are because you're broke we're all broke we're broken human beings saved by the and bought by the blood of jesus christ that's the only way it's by his grace but the test of your faith is those works is there fruit are you producing fruit are you walking daily in him trying to live the best you can with with his spirit living inside of you and producing good works from that if if there's good fruit the the tree's good if there's no fruit well maybe you need to evaluate and look yourself in the mirror and say okay what will what does god call me to what am i supposed to be doing as a as a brother or sister in christ am i supposed to be doing this this and that like there's not really boxes to check matt i hate like making everything like cookie cutter and like you know all that stuff you know what checklist there is a protocol in the in the New Testament, and it's fruit. We are to bear fruit. Now, all of us bear fruit at different rates. I bore hardly any fruit for a long time because I sat on my hands and didn't want to do anything. Um, but others produce right away and produce their entire walk with, with Christ. But as long as we're we're evaluating ourselves and saying, okay, am I am I living for him or am I living for myself? Because that's really our biggest idol is selfishness i would say would you would you agree with all that or do you have a different take on it i would think so i mean of, of course it is of course it is because the thing is let's think about let's, let's look at it this way okay so you come into this world um you don't know you don't know your safety you don't know your parameters you don't know the dangers 
of this world when you're young. And so, of course, you establish that into the you, you establish that into your psychosis of like there's a there's a certain level of fear and I guess you know wonder there like I don't know am I doing everything right I don't know am I really pleasing everybody you know I I I I guess I was very ignored as a kid my parents were kind of lost in their own way and so I found myself with extreme performance anxiety. Like I had to do everything absolutely right, you know, and if I, if I was going to be in wrestling, I'm going to be state champion. You know, if I'm going to excel at school, I need to have a 4.0 grade point average. And the sad part about it was it never got me any more attention, but it, that part of my brain didn't click off. That part didn't switch off. It's like, you know, I never made that connection. Well, it really doesn't matter what it is that I'm doing because it's not helping me gain any ground. I'm just thinking, well, there has to be something else that I can do better that would make me get the attention, you know? And, and so it's, I think it's just locked into our flesh. It's, it's locked into our human psychosis, not to mention we live in this world where everything is compared to somebody else. You're always looking at someone else. Like, you know, and it's like, well, you know, they call it keeping up with the Joneses. What is the next person doing? You know, like, oh, oh you know, I just wish that, you know, I, I heard it one time, man, you know, I just wish I could be, I could be a pastor like that pastor and have his congregation. And, you know, this would be amazing. And it's like, yeah, but are you willing to do what that pastor did to get there? Because that's the whole question. You don't know what it took to actually get to that place. You know what I mean? You don't know what kind of, what kind of wounds he suffered. You don't know what kind of stumbling he had. You don't know what kind of warfare he faced you know, to actually get to this point. But yeah, there's this, there's always this point of indecision where we, we question ourselves. Are we really doing something? Are we really doing everything that we could? Are we really doing it right? You know, could we, could we be doing something better? But that's a flaw of the flesh. You know, that's just really all that it is. And those are, those are false witnesses for another factor, that spiritual warfare aspect that plays into it, that you're always having the devil whisper into your ear in your own voice, trying to make you feel inferior like you're not doing enough or you're doing something wrong, you know, it's, it's those vain imaginations. And, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a circumstance of living in fleshly bodies in the world that we live in. That's my opinion. Agreed. Well, and I would add this too. We don't compare ourselves to other people. We shouldn't. And, and we, we all get in that trap at some point or another. Hey, and, and when you start looking at somebody else, say, oh, look what that person's done and look what I haven't done or vice versa, putting yourself above somebody else. That's not what the kingdom of God is about. It's about we compare ourselves to Jesus Christ and him alone. And we all fall short of that for sure. But that's, that's our right. example. That's why he came to this earth. He walked as the example for us to follow. And then he gave us his spirit so that we can, you know, produce that fruit that we were talking about. So I, I look, I, we've all been in that trap, Matt, of just like, man, look at that guy. Like you said, like that, that guy's got this huge church and blah, blah, blah. You don't know what that guy's been through. You don't know how many years of like, look before the show, I was telling you, like, I'm really sick of the trial I've been in. <laughs> like this has been going yeah. on a long time and it has tested me in so many areas that I would have never even known I was weak in. Um, but the trial has tested me by fire and I failed a lot, but I've succeeded a lot. And it's only by his strength, strength that I've, I've even succeeded. Because honestly, if it was my own, I would just want to give up. I'm like, I'm done. This is like way too hard. But see, I know we're getting ready to go into a new season. Especially personally, I know for me, he's shown me this over and over again. Matt, by the way, I needed to say this. 
<clears throat> let it out. I know you're out there. I, two years ago on this very show, when I first started, I remember I put a challenge out to the chat at the time. And I said, okay, God spoke to me a specific state that was going to be involved in my, I, I'm assuming ministry, life, all of it's going to be blended together, I think, soon. And and I put the challenge out there, and Joyful June actually guessed the state. It was Ohio. Okay, I'm not from Ohio, and personally, I'm a Michigan Wolverines fan, so <laughs> anything to do Ooh, with blue, Ohio baby. makes me cringe, yes. Anyway, recently, I mean within the last three weeks, I can't tell you how many different things and then things that are similar have been with Ohio. Like it's all starting to come together right now. So I know the breakthrough is starting to, is, is almost here. The birthing, whatever you want to call it, is almost here, the precipice. And one of them is a very significant thing. I mean, like blows my mind. In fact, it's so significant. Uh, should I say this or shouldn't I? I got to think about this. Should I put the, I don't need the disclaimer. I just don't know if I should. It he Okay, I'll put it this way. This one particular person is um, one is very close with a former president. We'll just put it that way. Okay, so which blows my mind, and and apparently they know some of the things we're doing with 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 the other shows, the important stuff with trafficking. So anyway, and that happens to be Ohio again, man. It just keeps coming back. So God showed me Ohio at least, I don't even know how many times in dreams that Ohio would be part of where he was leading me. So this is, and the only reason I'm saying all this is to encourage somebody else that might be watching right now. You're going through stuff and you're like, God, you forgot me. Like, I, I know you told me some things and I just feel, yes, I'm in that same boat. Like I've literally said, Lord, did you forget? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why I got to keep going through these things, but it's starting to come to fruition now. I've held on to it. I said, nope, you showed me. So if he showed me that part of it, he's going to bring the rest of it with it. He's not going to dangle a carrot and then pull it back. It's just not going to happen. That's not our God. He's not like that. Yes, Joyful June, you remember Ohio. Yes, you were the only one that guessed it was Ohio. I thought Plant Patriot would have. She's from Ohio, but she didn't. Um, anyway, so that is coming to fruition right now, the Ohio thing. Now, I don't know exactly where it goes with Ohio. I, I have a feeling it's going to be... Meh, I got some ideas, but I'm not going to say them. Anyway, so, and again, that's not because I want to just say, you know, oh, look what the Lord's doing for me. No, it's for all of us. Like, that's available to all of us. If you're paying attention and he's called you, and he has, if you're a Christian, then you get to, like, <laughs> not not Big Mike, <laughs> take one deeper, no. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited about where it's where he's taken me, but at the same time, it has been extremely hard. So just like in the reason I said this, man, is because you said you don't know what that guy's been through, right? That's we can, we can put somebody up on a mantle and say, oh, gosh, if I could just be like that person. But you don't know where they've been and what they had to go through to get to it and what they That's had to right. press on through. So That's why yeah, testimonies are so important. That's why testimonies are so important. And, you know, the people having the willingness willingness to actually truthfully share their testimony is actually really important. You know, a lot of people, when they meet me, I'm, I'm generally a cheerful, you know, just kind of silly dude. I like to I like to live. I like to laugh. I like to love. You know, that's just the way that I am. But if you knew the half of where I came from, <laughs> like I have every reason to be broken bitter 
You know, I, I have every reason to be holding grudges and have vengeance in, in my heart. I have every reason for it. But it wasn't, you know, and I lived in that vein for quite a while, but it wasn't until God, God got a hold of me and he just, you know, he, it's like I just kept being reminded that there's more to this. There's more to this. There's more to this. And I even go through these phases with God where I'm literally arguing with him like, yeah, OK, you know, like, show me, prove it. What 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 more is there? Because right now I, I don't even know up from down. You know, I mean, I, I'm so low right now. I mean, it's just I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going to turn to next. But the thing is, I understand that, you know, it's interesting because Ange always says that I have this really interesting way of like looking at things, like the way that I process and I break things down, even the simplest of things. Most people just look at them and they see them for, you know, whatever they see them for. But I see a deeper meaning in it. You know, the show, have you ever seen the show Forged in Fire? Have you ever seen it? Is that, yeah, that's on history or something. And they're making like swords and stuff. They make swords and knives and things yeah. like that, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. but they, they, they do it like with the, these traditional blacksmithing methods, you know, and there are, there are some, there are some people that come on there and they want to use all the power hammers, but there's the purists that come on there and they want to swing every single swing of that hammer. You know, they want to feel the metal bend. I, I just found it amazing to me that they give them these random blocks of steel that are dirty that are dingy that mean nothing they, they, they have no real value and they take time refining it with fire and quenching it with oil and putting it through all this process to create something that is beautiful and that is the process that we're in that is that we're in the refining process right now we're in the smelting process. Sometimes the fire is super hot and it gets it gets to the point to where you feel like, man, I just wish I could cool off. Man, I just wish I could get a drink of water. But that's where you're that's where you're supposed to be. And then you're in the forging process where you're getting pounded left and right. But that's because you're being shaped into something else, shaped into what you're supposed to be. This is the process that we're going through. And so don't don't can I guess my biggest thing that I always tell people is don't confuse punishment with process because it's not the same thing you know and it's really easy to do because especially when things aren't looking the way that you would hope that they'd be looking or things aren't happening fast enough or the results aren't happening fast enough it's just really easy to go to that place where you start to confuse your process with a punishment like somehow i'm being punished but let's think about jesus's walk here was any part of it easy i don't remember any part of his walk here being easy it was it was a process that he had to go through and he had to refine and he had to work himself up and even build the courage to actually speak the gospel, even though he knew the truth. Can you imagine know, knowing knowing everything and not not being able to say anything until the time is right? And then finally, when you do try and tell people they don't listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and finding that opposition over and over and over again. Like, I'm literally, I mean, he said, you know, like, I'm giving you the water. I'm giving you the living water. And they're like, I don't know what that means. Water's not alive. Does that mean like waves? Are you giving us waves? Is that alive water? And it's like, no, I'm giving you the water that will sustain you even when you have nothing to drink. And people still didn't listen. You know, and this is the process that we're going through. So we stay the course and we fight the battle. This is where we go back to that concept where you were talking about with the fruit, you know, producing the fruit. It's being being obedient in the moments where even you don't feel so 
you don't really want to, you know, you don't really want to step out, but you answer the call and you step up and you never know. You make the difference for someone that you never knew. You may say something in passing to someone that changes the trajectory of their day or even their life. You, you don't know, but you're just being obedient in these moments. That's the fruit. You know, the other thing I wanted to bring up because you brought up the concept of fruit. One of the things you have to be really careful of is not to claim your fruit as your fruit because it isn't yours. This is an opportunity that God gave you to be the tree to grow the fruit that he needs. It's it's not the way that it is because I I was you know I was I was closely involved with uh you know a ministry for a while there and I'd be I'd get up there and I you know we do I do like teaching engagements on the phone and we do like Zoom calls and I'd always have like these we'd go to these gatherings and I'd have like a whole corner of the room over there surrounded around me. And she's like, look, there's my fruit. There's my fruit. And I'm like, what, what? <laughs> like be careful about that also, because yeah. the Bible speaks against it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, it's this easy. is not yours. That's our human nature. I mean, let's face it. It is. All of it us is. like a pat on the back and like, hey, you did a great job. Like we all like hearing that. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't go to your head. I mean, that's, that's we have real, man. As as believers in Jesus Christ, my goal is to make to satisfy my maker. Right. And then then he will reward us on that day when we stand before him. He, we will be rewarded. And that's going to be an awesome day. But until then, it's like I understand there's going to be trials and tribulations in this life. There's going to be some hard times, some great times, everything Dang. in the middle. But the purpose is to make him known and to, and to, and to live him, live, uh, you know, have him live through me in this life and bring others to him. That's really the goal. And it's it's not some, you know, like uh, car salesman or something <laughs> like we're, we're actually giving you something that's free that you can take. And I promise you, I promise you, if you're not a believer right now and you're watching or you, you watch the replay at some point, you will never regret it. Like, I, Matt, it took me. Think about it. Yeah. It took me almost two years to finally go over the fence. I kept riding this, the middle of the fence because I thought, oh, I'm going to have to give up all these fun things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what a joke that was. Like, I didn't give up anything. Like, he gave up everything for me. Um, anyway, there was <laughs> – when you were talking about your testimony, Dig One Deeper said, yeah, part of that testimony is you're born with the beard. I mean, come on. Like, that's tough. Two months old and you had that full thing going <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know. I mean, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't getting carded for alcohol when I was like 16. So, <laughs> uh, Adam said, <laughs> Russ Dizdar was from Ohio, and his biggest yeah. was for the kids. That is a very good point. Yes, I did forget That's that. That's it. Russ yeah, was from, was from Ohio. That's a good point. Russ was an amazing man. Did you ever follow Russ's like ministry? I've seen it a little bit. I wouldn't say I directly followed it. You know, like on a you know continuous. I miss Russ yeah, that guy had some like just unbelievable like insight into insight spelled the right way, not not this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shameless plug. Some, yeah, shameless plug. Uh, insight into like just the the dark demonic spiritual realm and how to fight it. In fact, the team I'm working with right now, Chris. Well, we had Christina on here, Garcia. She's kind of like mm -hmm. a, a student of Russ Dizdar's, and so are some of the other women we've had on before. Kelly Hawley from um, Warrior Bride Ministries down in Georgia. We had Gina Phillips on, which is she's a deprogrammer and all that. So all of them know Russ. They were, I think, they were personal friends with him. Um, but 
man, Matt, you talk about, like, when we talk about spiritual warfare, most people are like, okay, put on your helmet of salvation and your breastplate, you know, like, we, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ain't yeah. that, trust me, like, oh my gosh, we are in the thick of it right now, spiritually speaking, warfare, and I'm telling you, it is dark, ugly, um, just, I don't know, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it, because it's so beyond the natural world and our understanding with our physical brain um it's really really dark stuff and i am so thankful we have a team of people that are intercessing for our team uh round the clock and and then giving us like force like they're like hey you need to do this do this and this like prepping before it even happens because they know they're in the they're already in the spirit checking on things and making sure that you know everything's on the up and up it's it's deep stuff man like i want to have all those women on together and discuss it on another show um like we did before because man like christians need to know it like matt it's easy let's face it it's easy to complain every day i was doing it today just ah, why this and how come like a little baby right kicking and screaming but the bible makes it clear we don't wrestle against flesh and blood it's against, it's against powers, principalities, and uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Ephesians 6. That's what we're up against. And if we don't understand that and understand how to fight against it, it's kind of a defeated Christian walk we're having, right? If, if we're not understanding that realm and, and realizing that's where the problem originates from. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, even with the, even with the process that I'm going through right now, you know, um, I, obviously I, I was a tradesman, you know, tradesman for 20 years. And then, you know, God was calling me out from it, calling me out from it, calling me out from it. I didn't understand what for, I didn't, I didn't know why. And, I, you know, but I just kept hearing that, like your season's coming to an end, your season's coming to an end, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, okay. You know, like, but I just stayed my course and just kind of put my head down and you know, kept on uh, screwing the screws and pounding them nails and, and, you know, doing that thing. And, you know, and then eventually I got to the point to where I couldn't ignore him anymore because he sat me down. And then as much as I tried to get back into it and I tried to circumnavigate, I tried to go over or around or under, I couldn't, I had to go through. And now I'm understanding the process because over the last year, that's when I went through and did my pastoral, which I had no intention to do. But it was just, it was just something that all of a sudden it got downloaded and it was like, this is what you need to do. And I wrestled with it and wrestled with it. And it was like, fine. Okay, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm doing it, you know, and it's the same thing with building this business, man. I've gotten, I've gotten some days where over the last year I felt so beat down and so discouraged you know, because it's just, it's like, I felt like I was a guppy going into a pool of sharks. You know, it's like, I don't even understand. I don't even understand this world. I understand the trade world. Put me in a construction site, put me in a billion dollar project. And I'll tell you the ins and outs and intricacies of that building. I'll tell you what needs to be done and what needs to, you know, what not to be done. I can tell you who knows how to do their job. And I can tell you how, you know, a hack's going to do it. Like, trust me, like I've been around. This world, I have no idea. You know, I'm I'm and I'm up against opposition every day. People are asking me questions I don't even know the answer to, and I don't even have the resources to go to get the answers. You know, and so it's just like here I am, but I'm just gonna stay with it because I know that God has already said that He's going to make a way. 
He's going to open doors that no man can shut. And I'm believing and I'm receiving for that. And I'm standing on that. And on the days, especially where I get to my lowest, you know, they, those days make you appreciate the great days that much more. They make the days that are, that are perfect and go seamless that much more valuable. The days that you're endure when they're suffering and where there's mental persecution and when there's these, like I said, false witnesses and vain imaginations that are trying to invade your space and take your joy and, you know, just steal your ambition from the day. You know, the days that you endure through that, they bring value to the days where everything just seems to go seamlessly and everything just seems to feel so right. It, it makes it, you know, it makes it worth it. What do it you does. think, you know, tell me. No. No, that's well said. And I agree. Like it's, it is this thing of perseverance. I think that's really what the ultimate thing is, is that understanding you can make it one more day and then you can make it another day. Like I have, that's Matt, that has really been, it's that old stupid cliche one day at a time, but it's so true. But yeah, one foot in front of the other, man. Yeah, yeah, You know, if he's promised something, he's not a man that he should lie. That's what the word tells us. And we know that he doesn't, he's not a liar. So he's not going to, you know, like I said earlier, dangle that carrot and then pull it back. So if we know what he's spoken to us and he's proven himself in other ways in our life, then why in the world wouldn't I keep trusting him? Like, I'm never going to give up on my faith. Is it discouraging some days more than others? Absolutely. Am I beat down more, you know, one day than another? Yes, absolutely. Like, I can't lie. And I wrestle with my own thoughts. You know, I'm like, well, maybe I didn't hear right. Or maybe I was, but then I see other things coming to pass. And I'm like, no, I did hear right. Because they're happy. Like Ohio is a perfect example. Like it just keeps showing itself over and over again. So it's, that's where as believers, like, you know, when, when Jesus said, ye of little faith, it usually wasn't a good thing. <laughs> okay. Like, but he did say the seed. He was going to the heart of the had, matter. Yeah. He said, if you had seed, um, uh, mustard seed faith. That was actually a good thing. Now, how can little faith be good? And then a mustard seed, which was the smallest seed in, you know, Israel at the time. How, how can you say that one's good and one's bad? Well, the mustard seed is continually growing into this beautiful mustard tree, which is, I don't know if you've ever seen one, they're gigantic. Yeah, Um, they're huge. So that's the idea of it. That, that little seed is continually growing. Even when, excuse me, even when it feels like we're going backwards or reverting to our old nature or, leaving the faith, you know, like weighing ourselves on the, on the scales of, am I faithful today or am I not? You know, no, if you're in him, you're faithful. You just have to keep chasing and pursuing what he's told you to do. And sure. I know like that's it, this season we're in and it's not just us, Matt. It's like every person I talk to that's a believer is going through it right now. The ringer, like hard stuff. And it, it's not an accident that that's happening right now because what I believe is coming is going to be amazing on the other side of this. I know Angela had that prophetic word. That was amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we Oh, I wish we, we should have thought about it. Had her come on and give that word tonight. Um, but we're, th- there's something really good coming, really good. And I believe it's justice, and I believe it's a return to righteousness in this nation. I believe... Um, the church is going to explode on the other side of this thing. So it's exciting times and, and we have to focus on things that are unseen. We tend to, as human beings, focus on the things we can see right now. Well, if I can't see it, I don't believe it. Well, as Christians, we know we live by faith. Now, that doesn't mean it's just like faith, like, you know, blind faith or something. That doesn't mean like we don't have well, evidence of it. Like if he's proven himself know, in your life over and over again, he's not going to 
like deceive us. He just can't. It's not his nature. It's good. It's good that you mentioned that because that kind of like that kind of segues into what I was going to say. And I wanted to I wanted to just make a, a little comment about growth. You know, even with the even with the mustard seed, a lot of the growth that takes place, you don't see it. You don't see it, but it's happening. You know, it's like it's like when I uh, when I started going to the gym and, uh, you know, I was I was really I was really pushing hard. You know, I mean, I had gotten gotten to a point to where I was feeling pretty bad about myself. I was overweight. I wasn't I wasn't the healthiest. You know, I was working a job where like 50 percent of my job was sitting at a desk looking at blueprints. And, you know, it just it just wasn't conducive. I hated it. And, it you know, it my wealth, my my health just started to really become affected. And even my doctor was like, Hey bro, listen, you need to get yourself together. And I was like, all right, fair enough. So I went to the gym and, you know, started hitting it. And the funny thing is people are like, wow, you look great. And I'm thinking, I look the same. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't see any difference in anything. And I'm out there literally, I'm sweating to the eighties for 45 minutes or an hour every single day you know, pumping weight and I'm going through it and you're telling me that you can see something happening and I can't, but that's because I, I was focusing too much on, on seeing the change, you know, and it, it's just, that's what it is. You, you're, you're so fixated and focused on seeing the change that you don't realize that it's happening right before your eyes, you know, and that's, that's what it is. You know, we just gotta, we gotta be patient, you know, patience in the process, man, patience in the process. And I try to remind myself of that all the time because you know, in a world of instant gratification, we want it here and now, you know, it's, it's easier, you know, and so, <laughs> you know, what's really cool. So I don't know if I told you this or not. Maybe I did a couple of weeks ago. I woke up and I had this song stuck in my head that I don't like, and I haven't heard in forever, but it's a George Harrison from the Beatles song. And it's, called, I thought you were going to say eye of the tiger. No, <laughs> got definitely my mind seems like on one you'd, you'd be rocking on. <laughs> yeah, no. Got my mind set on you. Like I never liked that song. Oh yeah, it's an old. Apparently, it was an older song. He remade it or something. It became a hit in the like late eighties, early nineties, whatever it was. I don't know. Who cares? But sure. that song, I wake up and I'm like, why is that song? And I'm and like I didn't even notice it was stuck in my head, like until like maybe ten or fifteen minutes after I got out of bed. I'm like, why is that stuck in my head? And then I I felt like the Lord was saying, look at the lyrics. So I I'm like, okay, whatever. I Google them, and dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> It was speaking to me like nobody's business. And I knew what he was showing me because look, let's face it. You can go into Home Depot or, you know, shopping or whatever. And there's a jingle playing on the thing and it's stuck in your head the rest of the day. And you're like, oh, why is that stupid? Song yeah. in my head? I used like, to do that to do that at work. I used to do that yeah, to the, it, this dude at work. I would just like drop like three lines and leave the room. Because I knew that I knew that Driving it would be crazy. stuck in his head all day, and he'd yeah. be so mad by the end of the day. Like I've had George Michael in my head all day. <laughs> like, uh, you're welcome. But it's it, <laughs> I, that wasn't the case with this one. Like that song was not playing anywhere. Like it was just like God dropped it in. And I'm like, why would he drop that song? But then I read the lyrics, okay, and it was talking about patience. It was talking about keeping your mind set. I, like I knew he was speaking from two points of views. His point of view to me, I've got my mind set on you, Gino, but then also to keep my mind set on him. And, right, and it yeah. has to do with what it has to do with Ohio and some of the other stuff I talked about earlier, like the promises he's given me. So I knew he was saying, because he knows my brain better than I do, like songs get stuck in there really easy for me. So when I started thinking negative, I would actually have that song 
playing and it would bring the positive back right not not weird new age stuff or vibes or anything i'm talking about like just re retraining your brain the bible says to renew your your mind daily and so that was right. a good thing for me to renew my mind it was like okay boom and then he gave me another song recently too which i was just like and these are songs like i Lay don't it on like me. it's not my not my genre of music and all this other stuff but um it's that one oh gosh now i'm gonna forget it i wrote it down because i like i had only heard the song like two or three times before and it's something about like um oh gosh what was the name of it i'll, I'll tell you later when we're off the, i can't think of it right now when we're off the air i'll, I'll remember it it's it's it was something about being making yourself happy like keeping the joy in there and stuff like that and it was like okay so two songs that i don't like didn't know the lyrics to and they absolutely are speaking to me lyrically so it's like cool how god can do that he'll use a secular song right that maybe wasn't word you know it wasn't to glorify him or to be used in church or something but he'll use something that you'll you can relate to and you'll understand just like dreams he does the same thing in dreams he'll give you things that you know because i do carpentry and all this other stuff trades type things my dreams are 90 percent that like he's showing me so i understand what he's trying to tell me conveying a message to me and i think it's so cool how he does that like he just it's personalized right like we have a personal relationship with him we come to him personally we we leave this world personally with him and in our regular life he's going to speak to you in ways that you understand so it might not be this loud booming voice but it might be through the cashier at, you know, Home Depot or something that says something. You're like, oh, my gosh, why did you say that? That's weird. Or, you know, your kids say something and like, like, why would my kids say that? Or like he's given my daughter a specific dream about me and where I'm at right now about three months ago. And I asked her the other day because I needed encouragement. I said, Leah, tell me that dream you had. And she told me. And, dude, I'm telling that dream is about what's going on right now and and it had to do with children, saving children and all this stuff. Like it's so he's he's going to get your attention even if you can't hear him in the moment or if you feel like you're alone and he's not listening. But he's always there, he's always listening. And I'm it's funny, Matt. I'm actually speaking this to encourage myself. <laughs> this That's right. I always tell that anybody. I always tell that to my yeah, kids too. Yeah. You know, my kids are adults now and I always tell that to my kids. I'm like, man, I'm speaking to you just as much as I'm speaking to myself. Because even even as a, even as you know as, as we get older and even as we're considered the the adults and the elders and all that the wise ones, you still need a reminder. You still need a reminder because complacency is an infectious thing. You know what I mean? It really is. Complacency is an infectious thing. It can get into your mind and you can forget the you can forget the foundations and fundamentals and and what you even built your life on if you're if you're not careful. So I always say I'm complacency right is the lazy man's disease. That's that, it. I, had that, That's I it. wrote that quote and I had it on my desk when I used to have my, my business. And I, I kept so I wouldn't get complacent because it's so easy to do. It it's, really is. Well, because is you so can just easy. get caught into cycles and routines, you know. I mean, and that's that's what happens, even for the people that, you know, even for the people that maybe may not have a foundation or, you know, maybe struggling with the idea of, you know, believing it's just it's that same sort of thing you know it's like you can easily get distracted you can easily be deterred you can easily have something happen in your life that takes you down a completely different path that you had no business going with people you had no business being with 
you know, but it's just, you know, sometimes we gotta, we gotta live, we gotta learn, you know I mean? That's what happens. But yeah, man, I always, I always, I always say there's none of us completely sanctified this side of heaven. I don't care what letters are before or after your name. No. Facts. Well, all right, Matt, let's, uh, let's close up shop here. And before we go, let's just, let's watch this one more time. Just so <laughs> if folks, if your church <laughs> has your pastor swinging on a wrecking ball, you Run. might want to cons- you might want to consider going somewhere else. That's so embarrassing. I, who thought this was okay? Yeah, this is the mega church. That's just embarrassing, dude. Seriously. You are a shepherd over God's people. You're the wise. Oh my gosh. It gets worse every time I watch it. Oh, man. Anyway, go visit Matt's website, folks, if you are interested in some hot, hot sauce. He's got four flavors right now. Matt, how many more are on the uh, back burner? You're muted, bro. I've got three flavors right now and a fourth one that I'm working on developing. I'm working on making a tomatillo verde, which you actually might like that one, Gino, because it's yeah. on the milder side. All right, cool. I'll take it. Yep. Yep, delicious. And they can go right to the website here at heatstreetdetroit.com, and you can order from the website. Matt, how can they pay on the website? Let's see. Sauces. With money. <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> no, there's a, there's there's a lot of options. There's, I mean... You can just you can pay directly. There's PayPal. There's you can pay directly through Shopify. You know, it's there's there's nice. a bunch of different methods. But yep. Yep. yeah, yeah, support the vision. Support the vision, people. The foundation of this company is is gonna is gonna hopefully make some big differences for ministry. That's the that's one of the big goals. It's to alleviate yep. the 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 need for the corporate world for myself and my wife, so we could focus on ministry and. Obviously, we want to take some of the resources that we generate from it, and we want to do some things with warming centers and recovery centers, mm-hmm. you know, here locally. So, hence the Heat Street Detroit. You know, we gotta, Matt, we gotta try and warm gonna up. You're gonna love. You're gonna love the guests we got coming on in. Let's see, it's not this Thursday, the following Thursday. Uh, actually, <laughs> if you remember our good friend Bill Donahue here on the Foxhole, Bill has his own channel. Uh, he DM'd me and said, Hey, I think you should have my niece on because she's dealing with trafficking too. And she, it's, it's this really simple idea, but brilliant at the same time. Like she has investment properties that they use to fund their ministry and to help traffic victims. I mean, it's so Love simple, it. but like, you don't hear that like from the church very often. So she's coming on to talk about that. Um, that's, I'm looking forward to that show next week. That's Nicole is her name, Nicole Farr. She will be joining us not this Thursday, not tomorrow, but the following Thursday. Tomorrow night, Rescue the Fosters. Our good friend Meg Rabino. My good friend Meg is coming on. I've never, I've been friends with her for, oh gosh, a year and a half. She's connected me with tons of people. She's she's a master connector. She lives out in Arizona. I'm excited to have her on. It has really nothing to do with foster children or anything. I don't know, but we wanted to have her on, and we're going to actually get to talk face-to-face for the first time ever. Like, I've talked to her on the phone for countless hours over the last year and a half, but she's coming on. And she's got a pretty inspiring story, too, because she was uh, an alcoholic. I didn't even know it, to be honest. I talked to her all the time, didn't know. But she was a functioning alcoholic and just 
had had a bad experience uh had a seizure and some stuff and then she ended up in rehab and she's doing great she's i mean she's like this really bubbly personality and anyway she's going to be on tomorrow night it's going to be fun and then back for me and megan have our show um this coming saturday um uh, re-examined with megan walsh going over at the adam walsh uh, her brother's obviously story um that's been getting rave reviews matt people are really enjoying that series we're going on our 13th episode and um we're trying to solve the crime the the crime of the century of adam walsh going missing what really happened to adam walsh so join us for that saturday evening who done it who done it and uh joyful june is her dad really that crime fighter that he says he is hmm no simple answer i'm joyful june gifted a can so thanks for the can Thank you, sis. Thank you. Uh, Curious Patriot says Tomatillas for wussies. You're right. That is a milder <laughs> sauce, as I said, <laughs> because people want a milder sauce. So I gotta, I gotta meet the needs of all the people. Not everybody can handle the habanero. I'm good with it, but you know, yeah. some people wanted it milder. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out with a milder like, sauce. Okay, when you say, but mild, don't worry, I'm also it... working with. It's jalapeno. Okay. You know, okay. it's, it's a jalapeno. It's a jalapeno yeah. base, but I'm also messing around with some Carolina Reapers. So if you really want that that real, real, keep your eyes on the keep your eyes on the website. Keep watching us, Curious Patriot, and I'll send you one of those booty burners. Yeah, because it'll be <laughs> that'll be coming out at some point too. Now I'll stick with the uh, jalapenos. I and I'm not a big jalapeno fan, but I will. I can handle that. But that other one, yeah, yeah. Man, dude, that was like pure fire <laughs> like i that was unbelievable all right guys yeah. thank you so much rumble lots of lurkers over on rumble tonight thank you guys appreciate you over yes there. thanks and everybody always. for hanging I, with us it's cool i'm glad to see the rumble starting to grow we're i think we're getting into the algorithms now by the way speaking of algorithms if you enjoyed what you heard or maybe you disagreed or hated us i don't know <laughs> but if you could click on that thumbs up button that would really help uh, we would really appreciate that. If you feel so inclined to subscribe, that would be awesome too. We'd appreciate it. Over here on the Foxhole, you know what to do. The Red Pill. Thank you so much. Always appreciate the Click Foxhole it. fam. All our good friends. Um, so if you can go ahead and do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, I, Matt, you do have to, this is the only downside. You do have to create an account to click that thumbs up, I think, on Rumble. So that's a lot of times people just don't, they'd rather be a lurker and not go ahead and sign up and, you know, get a uh a tag name or whatever they call it what's what's it called your name here whatever it's called <laughs> your chat name um so i get it like so but if you do have one and you can click that thumbs up it only takes a second and it would greatly help us out and you know it's not just this show it helps out all the things we're doing with the children that's really one of my passions so we would greatly appreciate it all right guys have a blessed night um hopefully see you tomorrow night 7 30 right here on insight matt Love you, bro. Good show. Oh, oh wait Love a minute. You Curious also. Just dropped a oh. cookie. Two cookies. Thank Three you, cookies. Three four cookies. Four cookies. Oh, man. Oh, keep it going. Keep it going there. Five cookies. Five oh, here cookies. we go. Here we go. We're at three, four, <laughs> five. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I almost forgot. Let me uh, release the scratches. Yeah, put the scratches out. Yeah. We got to share that wealth. We got to share that wealth. Curious okay, Patriot puts that go puts ahead. that heat street on everything. Thank you, Good thank time. you, thank you. Puts hair on the chest. Okay, go ahead. I did release a scratch, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure it's it's released. It says it's released, but 
Let me make sure you guys are grabbing some gold pills any second. Now we're a 12 minute delay. I mean, 12 second, not 12 minute. I was about to say, dang, bro. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody claiming anything. It says it's released. Release the scratches. Come on. Yep, it says it's released. All right, well, guys, it's out there. Go ahead and get yourself some gold pills. Matt, talk to you soon, brother. Have a great you night, everybody. It. Be blessed. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.